0: Bop, bop, bop. The reason I am scrambling to start this podcast is your fault. I'm sorry. Good. I because have no clue what's going because- on. But- <laughs> because what you have done, which is a, a, a miracle and a nightmare, is first of all, you're like a celebrity to me. Like, come on. No one's famous to me. Like, well, I just, I, you're the person I, I go to sleep watching your videos. Like, you talk horrors into my ear as i go to sleep every night (laughs) like your voice is also so soothing weirdly like you're so calmly saying the most horrific things oh you're welcome
1: (laughs) i mean i live in a house in mississauga so i don't know where where this is coming from but yeah
0: no but i i like i'm like seeing you in person is like i now i feel like i haven't i don't know i've been in this business for so long it's it's rare that i am a fan of someone that i get to meet them and like geek out a little bit but you've changed my life so dramatically and i've thrown away most of my hair products that have a bunch of chemicals in them and now i'm just using oil and now i look like joe dirt so (laughs) here's the one problem here is that we need to work on like the we need to do some like beauty regimen videos yeah they're like it's like it's like you can't use any of the beauty products you're using but now I just look like Theo Vaughn. I'm, so, I'm like, I just put a bunch of oil like in my hair and I just look insane. I'm basically styling my hair with olive oil at this point.
1: So clean beauty is coming. Yeah. And whoever out there right now is claiming to be clean is still kind of low tox. It's not really detox. Right? Yeah. But it's coming. Coming hard. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's tricky because when you're, you know, it's like digging into all of, first of all, let's just start by, how about introduce yourself? I'll shut my whore mouth.
1: Sure. So, so I, and, and what you said is why I was sick and what drove me down this journey. I didn't understand the proliferation of like environmental pollutants, food, water, everything that was making me sick. And so I learned through my own genetic code that there was literally pieces missing, right? So if your genes are your instructions telling your body how to do all these little jobs that it does from mm. making hormones to making chemicals, etc., I was missing certain instructions. So me in a room with five people, my outcome was different than theirs and vice versa with other problems. Right. So a business was built around that because I healed myself, got my arthritic mother out of bed, got my mm-hmm. anxiety induced niece back to school, straight A student, you know, all of these problems could have gone a very different way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's, and I just keep learning and learning and learning and it just, I need to vent and share somewhere. So that's what you're listening to.
0: And I think that like (laughs) top line, just to say this for, um, uh, in a way that really helped me understand is that I spent so much time trying to be healthy and thinking that, you know, one test from, you know, whatever, you know, venerable Institute or one, you know, eat blueberries every morning, that that applied to everyone. No. Yeah. And it, 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 by the way, if that works for you, great, but you and I have completely different bodies. And I think I always thought that, you know, um, genetics was just like done when you were born. It's the way you look, it's the way your eyebrows arch, it's the way your nose is, it's the way your you know mouth is. Do you look like your mom or your dad? Not something yeah. that for the rest of your life impacts your emotional reactions, impacts your anxiety levels, impacts the way you react to situations.
1: Yeah. You got 50 trillion cells that make up this thing you walk around in, right? Every single one has this instruction manual inside and each cell knows how to read the pages that tells it to do the jobs it needs to do. So a heart cell only reads that section. Kidney cell reads this section. And when the code is slightly altered, the outcome is very different for us. And that's where, you know, hormonally, for example, this is the biggest problem. I would say today's medical scene, right? The thing that needs the most work is female hormone health. And everything around here is Like you said, the one size fits all in medicine that, you know, trial and error, plug that into a 28-day menstrual cycle, Mm -hmm. right? And try and make that work. It doesn't work. Yep. Uh, So that's a perfect example of why is there so much acne, migraines, hair loss, uh, infertility, crazy menopause. Yep. It's because we're all different trying to do the same thing that we're told by one conduit to health, which is the doctor, Mm -hmm. right? And we need personalization.
0: And I think for that, and we're going to get to all the sort of, I want to get really granular on all the stuff that's killing us um, uh, in a second. <laughs> um, and all the stuff that is not killing us and all yeah. this stuff. Uh, you know, I think for me, I just I just wanted to wait to do this podcast until we were able to go like, okay, this is the, something you should replace that with. Because yeah. I think when someone's told, you, can, with the exception of like tap water and bottled water, which is like, it's really hard to find a fix for that right now unless you're like... A trust fund kid, like independently wealthy and have someone who's 24 seven, just getting your water, like, you know, for, I mean, to get your friend water today, it was just like, okay, I'm going to go to the glass arrowhead thing and put it in a glass <laughs> and make, you know, it just is like, but what's more important than that? Like, yeah. I realized why, why would I spend 20 minutes online looking at overpriced purses that I'm not even going to buy? Right, yeah that were probably not made humanely, probably not made by you know probably made by children in another country, like completely like morally unsound, but I'm annoyed that I'm spending sixty seconds getting my water that I'm putting <laughs> in my body, so I think we also. I think that because at least in America, you know, it's all about things being very fast and very yeah. quick and very convenient, but how is something convenient if long term it's going to kill you or if at 50 you start getting sick or if you can't process your food and you're not getting vitamins and you're always tired. So I'm trying to just totally change my approach about like consuming food and all of your um you know protocols for, you know, cleaning yourself, eating, drinking should take a little longer.
1: Mm-hmm. And if you think about water We just think of it as I'm thirsty, and Mm -hmm. this is going to eliminate my thirst. You're taking in hydrogen and oxygen, which are two key pillars of life. But you're also often taking in forever chemicals and hormones from women that peed their birth control into the toilet, which doesn't break down. And that's in tap water. That's in tap water. 30% of American tap water has uh, forever chemicals in it.
0: But I love that you're focusing on the forever chemicals. I'm also focusing on the urine yeah does that Did do they get the urine out the, the urine comes out
1: but <laughs> the stuff coming along with it and that's where this you know hormone treatment horm- birth control that's a problem they don't break down right so you're taking in with somebody else oh, wow. put out so just understanding that water isn't about i'm thirsty let's get rid of the thirst it is a tool to heal you right it's a tool to give you life the hydrogen gives you life oxygen gives you life Without these two things you're not alive right uh and so your, your cells are constantly trying to fight every threat. Your mitochondria, the, that powerhouse of the cell inside, is constantly struggling with viral infections, bacteria, recovering from your training, you know, the stresses of not sleeping properly. So if you're not fueling it properly, and it doesn't know that you're living in 2023 in no. this environment, your cells think that you're still living, walking out of a cave every day, right? Truly, that's what we're genetically wired for. You put Fast forward, put that in today's environment. You're already struggling. You know, there's already too much going on. And then your water's garbage. And then mm-hmm. your food's garbage. And then there's too much stress. And your relationships are horrible. Got to start unwinding piece by piece by piece and replacing it with good.
0: And it's so frustrating because we live at a time where, like, big wellness, like, there's a lot of con artists coming in mm-hmm. with, like, oh, this is natural. This is organic. And you really dig in. I mean, I was at um, uh, Whole Foods and there was like a mayonnaise. It was like avocado mayonnaise or something. You're like, oh, God. And I come home, second ingredient, canola oil. Yeah. And you're like, oh, but the the, the label was green. There was a leaf on it. It said natural. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like people are even capitalizing on this fear. And even when you're trying really hard, you know, I mean, remember all that time we spent drinking soy milk thinking it was the healthiest thing on the planet, (laughs) you know? So it's like, you know, even within trying to do your best to be healthy, you know, you're going to, I mean, I mean. Dude, when I played in high school, I remember being like, oh, I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to start drinking water. I would drink like five of those Evian plastic water bottles a day.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Would I have been better off just like not drinking water at all, you know?
1: I mean, it's pure. It's spring water. Great. The plastic, not so great. And what plastic sitting in your LA, you know, heat. Sitting in the back of the car, getting blasted.
0: But we don't know where our plastic water bottle was the year before it got Mm -hmm. to the store shelf.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's even... Forget about even plastic, even your fruit. It, t- it takes a year, one year for an apple to come from the tree to your grocery store. And how is that possible? Because they rot in a few weeks because they're covered in chemicals to so allow them to be preserved. So keep in mind the supply chain has to make sure that there's apples available, which means that they overgrow them, store them. They literally go into a gas chamber that keeps them as they are. And once they get to the store, they go into a different gas chamber that releases all those chemicals to so allow it to then flourish and thrive and rot. Right. Um, So there's so much going on in our food supply chain that we don't see in here. Even in organic, you can go buy your organic baby food, which means that great, it's clean ingredients. But organic doesn't mean that they check for heavy metals. And you'll often find three, four times what the Environmental Protection Agency says is actually appropriate levels for babies in organic baby food. So that label, like you said, is especially in this country, unfortunately, it's very much about literal right? What can we get away with? Mm. Check mark, done. But everything else doesn't matter because nobody asked me that question.
0: Mm. Can I ask you a question? Is this something that's specifically American? I know, you know, yep.
1: It's a very American problem. The thing, we started talking about cosmetics. Mm -hmm. There are 250,000 times, 250,000 times the levels of certain carcinogenic chemicals in American cosmetics that there are in European because they just don't allow them mm. right and even at that level they just can i ask a question yeah. don't mean
0: to interrupt is that uh, have to do also with the fact that they have a public health care system and they know if you guys are sick it's going to cost us more money you know
1: it's a little bit of both so
0: it's, or do they want us sick or is it not a conspiracy theory it just is what it is and we're a very young country and we still haven't worked out the you case
1: you have a four trillion dollar health care industry in the u.s 90% of it is chronic disease, and that's the actual number. 90% meaning things that you don't have to have, that you're not born with, that you mm-hmm. develop and cause over time from your choices. Try and disrupt that by saying you don't have to have these things, and $3.6 trillion goes away, right? Mm-hmm. Which could be repurposed to wellness. It doesn't have to go away. Uh, you, the U.S. being the wealthiest you know empire that's ever existed is also the sickest. Mm. Uh, our healthcare budget, even though they're the wealthiest, we we know the most is two and a half times the average EU country. Right, the annual it's twelve to fourteen thousand per citizen, where it's four to five thousand in the EU. Mm. Because of these things, uh, you look at countries like Costa Rica, where you'd think they don't have the resources; they're spending five to seven hundred dollars per citizen, and they're much healthier.
2: Yeah,
1: right, B- because they've they they will actually send somebody to each person's home on an annual basis to make sure that they don't have the bad habits they're trying to prevent. yeah they're trying to prevent the bills whereas here i can do what i want Mm. i can eat what i want breathe what i want do it and it's the job doctor's job to fix me
0: but then it gets tricky because i listened to you on a podcast talking about how the third cause of death now is medical error yeah so it's also like but if 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 you come get fixed by me i also might kill you
1: (laughs) (laughs) so the the 15 top causes of death in the united states 14 are rooted in inflammation. The exact same thing. The
0: others are falling off a cliff trying to get a selfie.
1: Well, number (laughs) 16, 17, you've got the list keeps going, right?
0: (laughs) Trying to get a Pokemon off a cliff.
1: Number three is medical error. Wait,
0: what? one is?
1: So all all 14 of, so uh, aside from medical error, Mm -hmm. the other 14 of 15 are all rooted in inflammation, meaning cancer, cardiovascular, diabetes, metabolic dysfunction, you know, uh, arthritis, all of these things that are inflammatory, meaning that if your cells are healthy and you're not inflamed, you cannot get the top 14 chronic diseases, mm-hmm. which is what the majority of people die from.
0: And does medical error also include prescribing OxyContin in mm-hmm. that the majority,
1: The majority of it is prescription. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah.
0: So, you know how I've just been looking I'm so amazing lately, just in general? Here's why. I've been sleeping, finally at night because of the Blissy pillowcase. And I truly, I did not know that, I, I didn't know that there could be a pillowcase that could help you sleep. I didn't, I thought you'd have to put like hemlock on it or something. I thought, you know, I I thought I have to go to Ambien and go down in history as the next Roseanne. I don't know. I thought I was gonna have to start drinking whiskey sours and hitting my head by accident to get a decent eight hour sleep around here. But thanks to Blissey, crisis averted. With Blissey silk pillowcases, I don't wake up on a, on a hot swampy, about all hot and bothered. I can actually sleep through the night. And when I wake up, I don't wake up looking like an actual smoked cigarette anymore. Most pillows dry your skin out. Did you know that? They leach the moisture from your hair, not Blissy pillowcases. Blissey's mulberry silk pillowcases are temperature regulating and have naturally insulating properties. So if you sweat and overheat while you sleep, Blissey is your guy. It keeps the moisture in your hair, keeps your skincare products and natural moisture on your skin because silk does not absorb
2: Yeah, I hate you. That that was one of the best. I love that. That was like an accent. That was like you're from the
0: 20s. Are you 19? Were you in the movie Dick Tracy? (laughs) I slept so much, I turned into Marissa Tomei and my cousin Vinny. are you selling newspapers on the street (laughs) No. (laughs) why am i like the villain in mad men oh my god (laughs) like sexually harassed like (laughs) elizabeth moss's character on the street that worked at the (laughs) newsstand okay i slept so much I turned it, I time-traveled. <laughs> okay, so silk does not, <laughs> you know, I, we're not cutting that.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. This is, what, Moving on. This,
0: this is what we do here. <laughs> because, this, <laughs> because the silk does not absorb the moisture <laughs> off your face. <laughs> you spend 30% of your life in bed, and I spend 30% of my life in the 20s, apparently. And if you're me, you spend 70% of your life in bed and 10% in someone else's bed. Look, you want to just spend that time when you're sleeping getting the moisture sucked out of your body? Is that what you want? And tossing and turning because some ratchet pillowcase is all swamped up and stealing your youth? No more. Blissey pillowcases also make the perfect gifts. The holidays are just around the corner. And this year, don't get your friends and family another blockbuster gift card in 2023. That's downright (laughs) passive aggressive. Look no further than a Blissey silk pillowcase. Silk is honestly the most luxurious gift to give your friends or family. It is the perfect gift for any occasion. Plus, it comes in gift-ready packaging you'll be sure to love. Give yourself the gift of Blissey today, and you'll want one of those for every room in the house. Blissey silk pillowcases are the best silk pillowcases on the market, hands down. They have a ton of different prints and colors. They make great gifts because there's an option for literally everyone. They have over 1.5 million raving fans, and you could be next. Try risk-free for 60 nights and get an additional 30% off. Blissey.com slash Whitney. Use code Whitney to get an additional 30% off. Give yourself the gift of a good night's sleep with Blissey. Blissey.com slash Whitney. Whitney. Oh, how would I say it in my new accent? Whitney. Whitney and let me I want to go a little bit back to the birth control thing the hormonal thing because what I see is I see you know uh you know women on birth control you know I was on birth control I'm it's a very weird time to say anything negative about birth control in this country right now because there's a lot of places where you know women are being you know so I'm just going to say my experience um and it is what it is I was on uh, a litany of um, different birth controls over time And I was just like a zombie. And then so I'm a zombie. I'm on birth control. You know, I talked about in my I think it was my fourth or my third special about also being in bad relationships, because when you're on birth control, you smell pheromones differently. You're attracted Mm -hmm. to a different kind of guy, a more feminized guy. Mm -hmm. Um, I was and then, you know, they always say if you meet someone and get engaged on birth control, make sure you don't get married till you've been off it for a year and make sure you're still attracted to that person or something. So who knows what it was doing? So then I'm depressed, I'm tired. And they're like, oh, well, we need to give you this antidepressant. Yeah. Cause you're de- and it's just like I'm it's just piling on and on and on and side effect to side effect to side effect. And um and on in January, I went off birth control. I went off everything I was on and I could not believe how much energy I had. I just felt like a zombie. Yeah. That's the only way to put it. I felt like I, you know, and I did, I'm in a 12-step program called Al-Anon where you work on sort of like, you know, healing trauma that makes you disassociate. I had a lot right. of disassociative stuff. I also just identified as being someone that was like in shock. Mm. You know, people don't talk about shock a lot. Yeah. I was kind of just, um, but yeah, then going on these antidepressants and then I had insomnia, of course, you yeah. know, but I was also drinking diet soda all day and I was yeah. also drinking coffee all day, you know, so there's so many variables, but yes, please. So you're,
1: If we look at, so genetics is not only about personalization, it's also about root cause. So we're not saying what's the symptom and how do I suppress it? It's more like, where's the biological failure and how does that equal the system or the symptom? I should say, because one biological failure is multiple spokes of problems, right? You fix one thing and all of a sudden the migraines go away. My skin gets better. It's multiple, right? Mm -hmm. So acne. And then you described how you felt. That's rooted in being overly androgenized, which is how you present. Your genes are your genotype. Here's my instruction about your phenotype, as it's called, is how does that physically manifest?
0: I had like cystic acne, the deep yeah, cystic, cystic acne. acne.
1: So you are, you can see bone structure, body type. You're more androgenized. You make more testosterone than the average woman. And there's a particular version. I knew I
0: was trans. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Now I can bully whoever I want.
1: You are designed to be an athlete, right? So I don't know what your history is athletically, but DHT, it's a a dihydrotestosterone, is a very potent form of testosterone. And I think you make too much of it, which leads to the cystic acne, potentially it's the hair issues. um, And it also means in your cycle, uh, you're not reaching those estrogen peaks that you need to. Right. And that's why your mood got better when you added the estrogen, which is what birth control is. Interesting. So, um, So now if you personalize that hormone cascade, which is. You make progesterone, you convert it to testosterone, you convert that to estrogen. That's what women do monthly. Men do the same thing. But we just do it every day. Right? We have a, a menstrual cycle, 24-hour cycle. Mm. So in that, there's genes that instruct each step. How much do you convert into testosterone? Does it go this way into DHT or does it drop into estrogen? And if it drops into estrogen, is it a toxic version or is it a clean version? And you start to map out exactly why the person next to me on birth control pill feels fine. My friend has no acne problems eating the same food, mm. same environment. I do everything right and I get acne. What's going on? Yeah. Right. It's, it's not about uh, you did it wrong. It's, you, that's your design. You're designed like that. But you are designed to be, call it a warrior. And why do I say that? Because when you're talking about the mood and your propensity towards, I'm not going to, you, your brain moves like this, which means your neurochemical clearance is quick. There's a, there's a gene called Compt, Comp T, mm. which clears neurochemicals. It also clears hormones. It, if you're under-estrogenized, this is the gene that clears it. And if your neurochemicals are firing too quick, this is also the gene that clears that, which explains the whole package. Right?
0: Can you say that last sentence again a different way, just so in a way that an idiot would understand? <laughs> I get it, but...
1: Your your body makes hormones and chemicals, neurochemicals, makes all sorts of things that you need all the time. It also metabolizes and gets rid of them when you don't need them anymore, Right. right? And so when you're, for example, if you're in a pleasure-seeking moment, I'm eating some tasty pizza, Mm -hmm. your brain can smell the pizza and anticipate it's coming. So you start to produce dopamine, right? You eventually have to bind the dopamine into receptors to actually experience the pleasure, right? That hit that you get. The density of receptors in our brain is variable based on a gene called DRD2, which is in the book, right? So if you have a slightly lesser density, it's hard for you to experience the intensity of the pleasure. Mm-hmm. Once you're done with that, I got the pleasure, I tasted the food, you now need to get rid of the dopamine to come back to normal. You're no longer in that pleasure.
0: Is this at all related to addiction?
1: Yeah, 100%. Like, okay, yeah.
0: because, right, um, if you identify as an addict, whatever, I don't self-diagnosed, whatever, fight me in the comments. Um, uh Addicts have a harder time holding on to dopamine. Whereas yep. with someone can have one drink and they feel that dopamine all night, the other person has to just have more and more and more.
1: So there's no
0: anything about that.
1: Abuse called substance abuse. Addiction is a blanket term, but there's you can be more micro about it. There's addict, which means I need it on time every day, or I get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Then there's a binger. I don't need it, but when I do it, I'm gone. Yep. Very different things,
0: right? And is that genetically based?
1: Genetically based. And I can describe them both right now. Fascinating. So and I'll use myself as an example. I am that person who I just said, I have the least possible density of dopamine receptors in my brain. So when I am in a pleasure-seeking moment, it's very hard for me to get the pleasure. I can't get no satisfaction. That's me. And right? there's,
0: this has nothing to do with building up a tolerance over time.
1: No. No, it's innate. It's in the brain. There's a gene telling my brain to not make enough of these receptors.
0: And is this something that would have been seen by your parents when you were a kid? Like you'd see a toy and it just wasn't enough and you to another toy? If you understand the
1: behavior Mm -hmm. or you might call it ADHD.
0: That's how it would be diagnosed today. And
1: so all of these things are really superpowers. And I'll explain that when I tell you the rest of my story. That get confused as kryptonite because of context. You've been given this tool to use, mental superpower. As
0: in, in the tribe, it would have served a very yes. important purpose.
1: Yes. But now you're sitting in a classroom trying to be like everybody else. Right? It doesn't work anymore. That
0: was not your job in the tribe. Your right. job in the tribe was maybe, is this berry poisonous? No. Is this yes. berry or something? Yes. Right?
1: So, okay. Dopamine level's low. Can't feel it. There's two more genes. One metabolizes, so breaks it down. And one's like a broom that sweeps it up. I have the ultra fast versions of those. So I feel it down here. Gone like that. I am wired to want more and more and more and more. And my my baseline is depression, because the world sucks. Nothing gives me satisfaction, or addiction, because I go down the pleasure route and I find the thing that makes me feel good, and Mm -hmm. I just can't stop doing it. And my literally my life is structured around it. Or dopamine doesn't only power pleasure; it also powers reward, Mm. achievement, and so you only need one. Ultimately, your brain is seeking satisfaction. It what drives us forward. Dopamine is that progressive chemical, makes you move forward. So I've experienced all three of these things. I've had depression. I've been an addict and I'm an entrepreneur in three very different contexts of my life. When I was younger and I had friends that gave me stuff for my birthday that I shouldn't have ever had, addict. When I was in sort of, uh, I don't know, 10 years ago, I had achieved some level of success in my work. And so I stopped trying. I became depressed. Mm. I wasn't getting the hit. I I now know how my brain works. That's why I constantly seek reward. I challenge myself. So now the opposite.
0: Can I just ask real quick? Because so many people do, and it seems like this is a, um, this feels like most, and I'm sorry to say, high performer, high achievers have this. So I, I like to just stop for a second and highlight. If you have depression, if you have addiction, chances are you're highly qualified to be incredibly successful. Yes. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people see that as like a death sentence, or like as I'll never make it because I'm depressed and I see the world as inherently depressing and bad, yeah. and I have this addictive personality. But like that, those to me are sort of usually the elements. That's um, the formula for success.
1: You see this correlation between highly successful people and suicide.
2: Yes.
0: Right. Surgeons, I hear, have incredible. Surgeons, high suicide. celebrities. Yeah. You know,
1: at the top of the game, lose a contract what and, happens
0: and that's so interesting because i think that for me i went into this pursuit of success or excellence going and then i'll be happy yeah. if i just get this thing if i just get one special and then it's like well that's special now I, I did that special now no, i enough. hate those jo- do another one another one and then you go like oh wait a second this yeah. is like one too many a million not enough
1: yeah this isn't
0: something that you graduate from or you're done with and i'm successful and now i'm just gonna
1: yeah there's no end to it you're you're michael jordan
0: started playing baseball (laughs) do you know what i mean if that guy can't just be done i don't know you know yeah what other proof we need
1: this is what drives humanity forward is that pursuit of dopamine that hit but other like
0: our genes need people like you to keep achieving yeah it's like a little trick to be like no 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 you're changing the world you're right. you have to write another book now. You can't just be rest on your laurels. I
1: this was not even out and I was already working on the next one because it, whatever happened yesterday is not good enough. That's that's the call it warrior genetics is what we call mm-hmm. it actually the profile. So now if you have a very high density of dopamine receptors, it's very easy for you to experience pleasure and a very slow clearance. Opposite, you know, just to exaggerate it a little bit. It's so easy to experience pleasure that you're not seeking it at all. Mm. It's kind of like call that person a flake. You know, you're in a meeting. Here's the things we got to talk about. Yeah, great. And then they're on to their sports thing or their whatever. They just they're like, don't I'm gonna go need to
0: happy hour. I'm like you're just ha- you're fine with this. You're fine with how this day went. Yeah. So you're just cool with what you've achieved today.
1: Constantly satisfied because their dopamine levels are so high. Now give that person the thing that gives them that elevated hit that they don't normally experience. They binge. That's the binger,
2: Ooh. right? So I
1: worked with a guy named Charlie Engel, who's this amazing, incredible, he wrote a book about his journey from going from addict to prison to ultra marathon runner that now teaches people all over the world. He like runs across crazy deserts in Africa and does nonsense like that, mm-hmm. uh, where he always thought he was an what addict. Are <laughs> what are you
0: running from? Where are you running from, sir? <laughs> what are the demons?
1: He thought he was an addict. We went through his genetics and discovered that he was a binger. And he didn't understand the actual problem that needed to be fixed. He wasn't an addict. He didn't need the hit. It's just when he found the thing that he liked, couldn't stop doing it.
0: And it's interesting because something like those marathons, you have to train and train. And then you're like scheduling the bench, which is what a lot of people do that aren't, you know, drinking every night. But they go, dude, we're going to Vegas in two (laughs) weeks. And they plan that huge binge. And they save up. They go, no, I'm not going to drink for two weeks because we're going to go crazy. When we're, we get to Vegas and I'm like, this is a week because I always try to kind of like reconcile that with addiction because there is within addiction, the managing your supply going yep. like I'm not going to do this, whatever, Molly. I've never done Molly, but I don't know if this is how it works, but or cocaine. I'm not going to do it now because I want it to hit really hard when it I would do it in <laughs> two weeks. You know, it's like yeah. so this is fascinating to me.
1: So dopamine is just one of the elements of addiction or substance abuse. There's other there's we know about the stress, emotions. So what drives all that? Mm-hmm. Serotonin. Is this neurochemical that usually when you speak of it, it's like a mood regulator. That's the most basic way people describe it. Do you have anxiety? Do you feel good? Is your brain responding appropriate for whatever's going on? Mm-hmm. Or are you up and down more bipolar, right? The actual mechanism is serotonin allows you to sort of prioritize incoming stimulus, sound, smell, joke, bad news, whatever. What do you actually pay attention to and how much priority do you give it? So if your serotonin is dysregulated, meaning the actual receptors are a little too short, which genetically you can determine.
0: And can I ask you other non-genetic yeah. factors that dysregulate them besides Guts. genetic?
1: So your serotonin, 80% of it is made in your gut. Mm. And you actually make it in your sleep. And you make it in the second half of your sleep. And I'm gonna tell you in a second, that's why people don't sleep. Mm. There's a big we there's so many people that come to us for like fix my sleep and they're fixing the wrong problem they're trying to fall asleep when it's actually they can't stay asleep Mm -hmm. they wake up after 3 a.m and it's not the same i'll get into that but so serotonin if you can prioritize stimulus again it's an innate superpower that gets treated as a problem today because there's so much stimulus and you're sitting in a classroom or work or whatever every little thing bugs you so these people are usually highly irritated they're usually frustrated all the time uh anxious Mm. combine this with either extreme of dopamine and you get what we call high functioning anxiety it's this drive because every little detail matters i Mm -hmm. see and hear and smell everything that the people around me don't even see a
0: resource that's in a small stall
1: yeah like
0: i want to do like there's a lot going on there's a lot to to distracted. i can't do anything about it either i'm kind of trapped so
1: now that person in today's reality again this cave person amazing trait because that wolf that walked on a twig mm-hmm. a kilometer away you is heard that a it. lion is that right? a yes you need to be now a today alarm. we're like beep on my phone people call it like, constant incoming stimulus this leads to chronic cortisol stress. by the, way, the
0: beeps chinese water torture is how they torture people yeah <laughs> little beeps like that's how they get people to yeah. admit their crime just like beep beep like it's yeah. just like it's so wild to me. And I have like, and you can tell me if I'm wrong when you get my results, but I have was diagnosed with misophonia where I just hear things really loudly. Oh, wow. Like I can just hear people talk. I mean, it's also being a comedian, you can, you hear a rapper, you can yeah. hear like someone turning their phone on, you know, like these tiny noises are so loud to me Yeah. Um, and so distracting. And also, you know, we'll talk about nurture in a second, but growing up in an alcoholic home when around, you know, eight o'clock at night. Glasses started shattering, people started yelling, yep. also just like the learned hypervigilance as well, that yep. sort of, you know, re-fortified the genetic predisposition. So you're
1: probably, another thing we're going to talk about, dysregulated for adrenaline, and we'll tell you about that, as it literally imprints the trauma. Because I want to
0: it. talk about that too, because I think epigenetic-wise, you know, my mom and dad were fighting and uh, getting divorced when I was in utero too, so I could have been born addicted to adrenaline, because she was producing sure. so much of it when she yep, was pregnant for sure.
1: with me. Um, So now that person who experiences serotonin this way uh, is constantly getting these cortisol spikes, which is stress. And your body knows that's not healthy. Hmm. That's a path to disease. And so it drives you towards coping mechanisms. It wants you to be happy. Your brain will say, go eat that greasy Mm -hmm. pizza. Go drink that thing. When you
0: produce cortisol, your body says, go eat that fatty thing. Go, Go be drink happy. that sugary soda.
1: Yeah. If it's driven by a serotonin response.
0: Because in primordial times, this would mean you're in like major danger.
1: Well, in primordial times, it was never that chronic. It was never. Mm. It, you're, everything is good until it's time for battle. You're on your farm. You're yeah. in your cave. It's just normal everyday stuff.
0: There's no problem until there's an actual problem.
1: Yeah. And it's the same thing. And plug that into any system in the body, including... You know, I don't know if you saw that documentary where Chris Hemsworth was told he has an 8 to 10 times elevated risk of Alzheimer's because of a particular gene. So this gene determines how efficiently your body moves cholesterol around uh, in, in, from various systems, right? Your body uses cholesterol to fight inflammation. It's a very important hormone. Uh, but if you are constantly chronically triggering inflammation, then you're not, again, in the context for what your genes are designed, which is inflammation of our ancestors was everything is good you go to battle get stabbed with a sword and it's an acute inflammation your body needs to fight it Yep. right in that context today's bad version of the gene was the best version now take that best version the person that fights right and there's too much cholesterol they don't transport properly that's the person who would have survived the battle in today's reality where the pollution the food the uh, insulin response from starch, et cetera, is driving constant inflammation.
0: Inflammation used to be a bite from a saber tooth tiger. It saved your life. Now yeah. it's just constantly shortening your yeah.
1: life. And now what happens is if you have what today is the bad version of the gene used to be the good, you'd start to develop amyloid plaque in your brain. And it starts to lead to what we call cognitive decline. So he was told you have an 8 to 10 times elevated risk of Alzheimer's. What he should have been told is here's the exact habits you need to have to never get Alzheimer's.
2: Because mm-hmm.
1: we know the cause. We're not just going to wait and see. We know it's a, it's a plaque problem. So let's just teach you how to eat, teach you how to breathe, teach you how to drink water, for example. And it, it won't happen. You don't have it today. Why Can should... I ask
0: you what some of those are?
1: Yeah. So, um, again, using myself as an example, uh, there's a gene called GSTM1, which is a detoxifier of the gut. So primary first line of defense. Eat some food, the toxins that come along with it, it's supposed to find them, grab them, pee and poop them out. Mm-hmm. I don't have that gene. Missing from my genetic. It's not even about aversion a version or SNP, just didn't get May the. May I ask gene.
0: how common it being missing is?
1: So when we look at people that are unhealthy, we find that 48% of people don't have the gene.
0: This show is sponsored by Dreamland Baby. So I first heard about Dreamland Baby sleep sacks when I sent my baby registry to my friends. registry mm. <laughs> Registry. I'm ready to be a mom, guys. <laughs> I sent my baby registry to my friends promptly got texts from them being like, hey, idiot, you don't need any of this. You don't need a horse costume for your infant, blah, blah, blah. They're like, why are you registered for two dog saddles that, quote, safely clasp in a baby? (laughs) (laughs) After getting a couple of missed calls from child services, I asked my mom friends, what do I register for? Because I had no idea. They all literally they all told to put in my registry weighted baby sleep sacks. Here they are. By Dreamland Baby. Okay. And then I had my baby shower. And when I tell you, half the moms came up to me and told me about the Dreamland baby sacks and how it was such a miracle to get their babies to sleep. And they were all wasted. So they called it Dreamland. But that's beside the point. These are the softest and cutest sleep sacks I've ever seen. Look how cute these are. Oh, a bunch of my friends got them for me. I also bought a bunch for myself. My plan after I use them to calm my baby down when he's screaming and crying because I'm trying to teach him how to say bap, bap, bap for content. I'll just throw him right in here. Okay. So he can doze right off to sleep because dreamland baby sleep sacks provide deeper sleep for your baby, better sleep for the mama and easy to use two way zippers. Look at this for fuss free diaper changes and cover calm technology. So the weight evenly distributes weight from the shoulders and toes. But I want to, at the end, when we're he's done being a baby, I'm going to cut them all up and make one giant one for me because <laughs> I got so many of them. And look, Pat, one has is um, lets the hands out or his little mm-hmm. arms out. And then one is like a full like yeah. sleeping bag guy that you can put his whole little body in so that he's not reaching for me or ruining my makeup or touching my phone. It's just a head on a stick. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> most importantly. OK, look, this is. A Shark Tank product. That's honestly, I should have just opened with that. Okay. Lori Grenier. Am I pronouncing that right? Grenier. Grenier. Okay. So I'm French now. So (laughs) we say Grenier over in France where I live. Dude, Shark Tank doesn't play around. And I know Lori. She does so well, apparently, uh, that I know how to pronounce her full name. She does not play around. Okay. So if this was good enough for Lori, it is good enough for you. Look at this. Good enough for your little baby. Look how cute this is. Ugh! go to dreamlandbabyco.com and enter my code Whitney at checkout to receive 20% off statewide and free shipping. This offer is for new and existing customers. Can I just get a ADR? You just, just say wide and I'll fix it. In OK, first. and then I kind of fucked up something else. It's just this one. <clears throat> go to dreamlandbabyco.com dot com and enter my code Whitney at checkout to receive 20% off sitewide and free shipping. This offer is for new and existing babies. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. I ask, when genes are uh, diverse in people, is that come from, you know, the you know what the tribe would have needed you to evolve towards? Or is it ancestral, is it, you know, where you're from the same way you would, you know, have more melanin in your skin if you were near the equator versus you wouldn't if you were in Antarctica? Is there some kind of biological basis for why you don't have that gene, i.e. there weren't toxins wherever your ancestors were? Yeah,
1: it's a little bit of everything. So it's a little bit of, yes, being wired for your ancestors' habits. You're not wired for living in LA, right? Mm -hmm. For example, Uh, there's a gene called uh, ADR2B, which determines how efficiently you deal with adrenaline. And some people truly imprint trauma like a tattoo it's it's the difference between i remember the information versus i remember the feeling Mm -hmm. the next time something like that happens again next time i see that person again next time i'm in that room again the feeling comes back Mm -hmm. right again innate superpower because it gives you that emotional intelligence it gives you that sense of i should be worried about this and triggering some kind of defense versus a person who just doesn't hold a grudge at all and lets it happen to them again and again and again. You go to a
0: party, you feel your ex is there. like You feel it pit in your stomach, you know, tingly, sweating, like, whatever, 3,000 years ago, that was like, get out of there. And now I have the superpower to remove myself from a dangerous situation.
1: Warriors. So now that wiring, again, depending on the context, could be your greatest gift, could be your biggest burden. I have PTSD. Or I'm my EQ is off the charts. Mm-hmm. It's both. Depends on how you're using the tool, and depends how aware you are of why it's happening. So, and then you can keep going. There's there's a gene called BDNF, brain drive neurotropic factor, which determines how efficiently you make BDNF. Here's a perfect example. You speak to you talked about the Finnish people. So in Finland, they genetically, out of all the ethnicities in the world, have the worst BDNF across the board. Mm. BDNF uh, drives neuroplasticity, so how efficiently your brain makes new neural pathways, which also speaks to mood regulation. So how much meaning do you give stuff? If you're not good with neuroplasticity, you're probably, you know, there's more shock factor. There's more shell shock, spinning, ruminating type thinking. Mm -hmm. So Finnish people across the board have the worst BDNF, which means they should be constantly drama queens. They should be angry, upset, frustrated all the time because everything means so much. Mm -hmm. Finland is also voted the happiest country in the world. Hmm. Doesn't add up, right? So what's going on there? They're liars. (laughs) Maybe. Sick. Or I can tell you what's going on, (laughs) which is the thing you mentioned, epigenetics. Here's a gene. I have a certain version of it, baseline. Now there's something I can do that can crank the dial on that gene. And either slow it down or speed it up. Mm. That's in the moment. Meaning so long as I'm eating that thing, spelling that thing, experiencing that thing, it's turning the gene on during that time. Take that thing away and I go back to my baseline. That's epigenetics, the expression. Finnish people have more saunas per capita than any country in the world. Yep. Sauna is a potent BDNF upregulator. And the reason why they have the saunas is because when they don't do it religiously as part of their culture, they don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And they fight and they have relationship issues. and they, So they just do it. And... This is a perfect example of, you know, um, your genes are your innate wiring, the cards you've been dealt, but the choices you make turn the dials and that's your actual destiny. Hmm. So if you know who you are and how you're wired, you know where to use it, you know, how to use it, and you know what choices you should make to be at your best.
0: Hmm. Do they know that about themselves and that's why they do it? Or are they just like, just so a coincidence?
1: I posted something about this online and I can't tell you how many Finnish people were pissed off. <laughs> And this, like, You're like, yeah, yeah. I know you have the genetics for that. <laughs> literally. This is exactly. I knew you guys were gonna yeah, do this. Yeah, it's, it's like it's not so
0: typical.
1: During the day, you haven't been to the sauna. Oh, you're yet. the
0: guy without a sauna. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, and it's exactly what you would expect. This Rob is like Pinterest. there's
0: something so freeing about this information. It's like so freeing to know this stuff, but there's also a little bit of the like, well, you're a Virgo, so that's why you're acting like this. It's also a little dismissive too. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You would be like this. I saw your genetic report. Ugh.
1: And so you can be coached to use it properly. Like we do have families now that literally genetically filter everything. Right. Our team, when we go sit in an executive meeting, I we all know how we who we are and how we think. And so we know what jobs we're supposed to do. So we're kind of more symbiotic now.
0: When you hire people, does like something like that come into account? Like if, if you... <laughs> How can you not there's you know there's gonna be like you know like we obviously can't be racist or sexist there's gonna be a day where it's like if there's two resumes that are equally the same and yeah. one of them's finished. like is that so the,
1: the challenge is now i can recognize the traits Right. so i don't i don't even need your dna test if i talk to you for five minutes i know what's going on because I mean, i've just done so much of it that i see it so i can't help but have this filter whether it's understanding your hormones, your brain, your detoxes, like by looking at your skin, knowing what's going on with your health, I've just done it so many times. So it's an automatic built-in filter now that before I even shake your hand, it's like, oh, here's what's going on with your DHT. Wow. You know? I don't know. It's a bit of a curse.
0: That's intense. <laughs> yeah. What else am I giving off?
1: Well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. Well, I do. Is it true that the more deeper sunken in your eyes are, the more your ancestors were punched in the face?
1: I've never heard that potentially.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the podcast.
1: <laughs> Tell me this. When you sleep, mm-hmm. do you struggle in the second part of the night?
0: Okay, so it's gotten better. Um, I, I, when I'm performing, when I'm doing stand up a lot, which means I'm, you know, going to work at seven thirty, eight o'clock at night. I'm yeah. on stage. I'm doing sometimes two hours in front of thousands of people. Yeah. I come off stage. I'm, you know, it, sorry to overcomplicate this. <laughs> the answer is, like, if I have to get up at 5 a.m. and I'm going to bed at midnight or something, I'm yeah. kind of like, if, I, if I'm truly just, like, have nothing to do the next day, I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's, it's more the struggle of falling asleep than staying asleep for me. Okay. But I what I do think um I have the maybe the night watcher DNA, right? Of like the staying up at night, but yeah. it could also be growing up in alcoholic home where you had to be awake at night. Okay. And sec- when you have sexual abuse, it's like you gotta be on high alert.
1: Prediction when we get your DNA back. I think your vitamin D response is broken. Ooh. And why do I say that? So I
0: paid a lot of money for these Ds. So <laughs> they <laughs> look pretty good.
1: <laughs> Different vitamin. <laughs> Uh, d3 something that comes from the sun well d2 comes in the sun your body converts it to d3
0: and i'm going to say something else i have been so conditioned to believe that i shouldn't be in the sun and have been like a chronic sunscreen addict for so long too
1: yeah sunscreen is one of the most potent toxins no i shouldn't say potent toxins but most commonly used toxins the sunscreen
0: fabric. killing us is literally my new favorite ironic nightmare yeah just the thing i've been slathering on all day every day it's, to not get cancer is what is killing me
1: here's what you actually need to do if you i'll go back to your vitamin d but here's what you need to do for your skin if you have trouble with the sun it does not mean that you need to block the sun no what i if? have
0: trouble with high def television that magnifies wrinkles the sun and i are cool oh, okay. <laughs> it's the aging thing it's the Reddit trolls.
1: You're, people typically, again, I hate to call it up, but especially Americans are so inflamed mm. that the skin can't handle the sunlight. So if you're healthy, you're when you're you're supposed to. So the here's the other problem: people wear sunglasses. You're you're supposed to see sunlight to trigger melanin.
0: People wear sunglasses inside.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and so what's happening is you're you're never sending the signal to your body yeah. to produce melanin. Sun's supposed to hit your eyeball, produce melanin to protect you from the sun. That's the way your body works. You block the sun, there's no melanin production. Second thing is you're eating seed oils, which cause skin inflammation. And so your, bo- your skin is teetering on, I'm ready for skin cancer. Hmm. There was a study that was done on animals, where they took, I think about a dozen animals, fed them an American diet, and they took about a dozen animals and fed them like a carnivore diet. They then put them out in the sun twenty five percent of the seed oil eating animals got skin cancer, zero of the carnivores got skin cancer from the exact same sun
2: exposure wow.
1: right so it 's not about sun or no sun it 's about what are we wired for, what are yeah. we doing wrong? Get rid of the garbage food and do not have skin inflammation. Get sunlight in your eye, which you will be able to handle once you 're healthy mm-hmm. and your body's already ready for all this stuff right and that so now, going back to vitamin D. Uh, So the, out of all the micronutrients, it's the most complex pathway. Usually vitamin C, one gene metabolizes it and you're using it. Vitamin C is a three or vitamin D, sorry, is a three-step process because again, different contexts, our ancestors got too much. We don't get enough. We we are indoor people now. They were outdoor people. So our systems are designed to mitigate the overdose of sunlight and we don't have enough sunlight.
0: Mm.
1: Step one d2 converts to d3 there's a gene that will actually do that job for you
0: that's what you think is broken
1: well multiple steps might be broken for you okay again going back to what you said about your hormones and all it's just all piecing together like vitamin d response so step one convert it step two is you then need to transport it to the cell where you actually use it that's a different gene step three is you need to bind it at the cell vdr it's a different uh, gene so any one of these could be not working properly so The simple question of, well, I got my vitamin D tested at the doctor and they said my levels are good. Does it mean that you've actually got it into the cell where you need it? Or is it just in the blood?
0: Because if I'm taking a supplement of D, would that masquerade as...
1: So the supplement is good, but do you need 1,000 IU or 10,000 IU? That's gene number one. Mm. Do you need it once a day or three times a day? That's the the other two genes. Because keep in mind, your body's mimicking what it thinks your environment is supposed to be which is Mm -hmm. I am out in the sun all day because that's what my ancestors did. So a constant drip as opposed to here's my vitamin D shot in the morning and I'm going to work inside all day,
2: right? Yeah.
1: So now fix that and you have 22,000 genes that make up your genome. All these little instructions, 2,000 of them, 10% of your human biochemistry requires the right amount of vitamin D to function properly, to express. Those genes don't work if you don't have the right amount of vitamin D. So 10% of every job going on in your body starts to fail. And when I hear these multiple, especially when it comes to hormones, it's often such a simple thing to fix. Let me tell you a story about my niece. My niece is the reason why we went from a research company to everybody needs this. It was like a light bulb went off. When, when I started this, the research, it was just purely to be a research company thinking, I'll take this, give it to every other healthcare company, hospital whatever. they'll go help the people. I'm not a doctor right my niece um had an anxiety attack
2: Hmm.
1: my she she lives with my mom and my sister and my mom called me frantic like get over here help her so I went over there called a friend who's a pediatrician she can't breathe he said yeah that sounds like an anxiety attack but it also sounds like it's almost over uh just call me if it happens again so sometime later my mom calls me and says you need to come again because this time she actually passed out and hurt herself she fell on a table and I think she broke her leg she can't walk I take her, Canada, the healthcare is free, but you got to wait eight hours. So we go to this walk-in clinic, uh, it's like an emergency type clinic, blood tests, all this stuff was done. And at the end, the doctor said, if it happens again, let us know. And I knew at that moment that meant if it happens again, she's getting diagnosed with an anxiety condition and we're going to tell you a pill she has to take. Yeah. Right?
0: Epileptic something. Yeah. Something.
1: So I thought at that time I had her DNA. Let me look at it. I'll do something about it. And I didn't. I got busy, went back to work. My mom called me again. And she said, your niece has run away from home. And if you've met my niece, sweet, innocent, young girl, completely out of character. You wouldn't expect this. So I told my mom my sister, Don't all that means is like she's down the street somewhere. Like she's not running away from home. So I found her literally. I still
0: run away from home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean... Well, for her,
1: it was just this one time. So she, she, I found her literally down the street got her in the car, like, is it bullying? Is it a boy thing? Is it social? Like, what happened? Social media, whatever. Teacher. She didn't know. She was running away from that space, that feeling. She needed to get out. That's when, literally, on my phone, I went into my email, opened her DNA report, which I had, and just, again, look for red flags. I didn't look for anxiety. right? I didn't look for the way she was. I just looked, like, what job is her body not doing? And at that moment, first of all, this, context-wise, this was peak COVID. This was, like, Two years ago Mm -hmm. right in the middle of all the lockdowns and all that stuff in toronto where we had the world's longest lockdown in the middle of winter so just keep in mind context yeah first thing i saw her hormone cascade the beginning of the menstrual cycle is when women women have the least hormones you just finish getting rid of everything and now you're going to make more so you go into a bit of a, a valley she went into a very steep decline so her estrogen levels were already too low and now she's going to this deeper decline so that's red flag number one. But nothing happened up until this time. So why this time? So the red flag number two is her vitamin D cascade, all three steps were broken. Mm. So she didn't have enough vitamin D in the system, which combined that with the hormone problem leads to this kind of feeling again. And
0: why would a teenage girl be on vitamin D supplements? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like something we, we, we think of supplements as something you do when you're older, yet we give pharmaceuticals to kids. Yeah. It's so wild.
1: Yeah. So now... Why now? She had had her menstrual cycle for two years at this point, right? So why did it happen now at this Mm -hmm. time? Because this is why. Oh, sorry. This is when she hadn't been outside in five months because of a COVID lockdown. Mm -hmm. It had zero vitamin D. Zero, literally, in Toronto winter. So why did it lead to? Because there's so many biological failures it could lead to. Why did it lead to an anxiety problem? Because I told you about my dopamine pathway. She's my niece. Mm -hmm. She's wired exactly the same as me low dopamine receptors hyper fast clearance so she's already teetering on depression and anxiety if, she not, if she's not in the right, right context so this combination hormones low and then i looked at the text messages and calls from my mother and like clockwork they were like monthly hmm. the same day interesting of, right? and so i then called my mom and said what part of her cycle was she in you're right it was the beginning of the cycle right she's in this valley like clockwork three months in a row Vitamin D, zero, slim to none. She has no dopamine. What would have happened if I didn't know all this is she would have had her third. Or, or sorry, she did have her third. She would have then been taken to the doctor on her third, been given a pill, and she'd probably still be on it. Yeah. Instead, what happened, I did not take her to the doctor because then I realized I know what's going on. And I should have done this in the beginning. All I did was two things. I gave her... 10,000 IU of vitamin D split into three parts because she doesn't transport properly for the first week of her cycle, 5,000 IU in the second week, and then 2,500 maintenance. That's, that was month number one. And I gave her L-theanine, which is a supplement you can buy in any store that boosts dopamine levels. That's it. She never had the problem again. Wow. It's been two years. Right, She has never had the problem since then. She guaranteed would have still been on an anxiety pill, believing that she actually had this thing called anxiety.
0: And something that's amazing, sorry, about doing something like that, having five ingredients in your diet for, you know, instantly like, oh, like, like when you're trying to isolate, you're like, I don't know if it's bread. I don't know if it's this, but then you're kind of eating a little bit of bread. You're kind of yeah. a little starch. There's starch in everything a little bit when you kind of just get super simple in your diet like i think that's always unless one of those five things is the yeah, thing it, yeah what yeah. are the chances yeah yeah
1: so that's where a lot of naturopaths practice like an elimination diet, they're slowly chipping away right but for me it's kind of like just cut everything out heal yourself and then start to reintroduce and see what triggers you right but we already know what all the triggers are it's what it's what's processed what's chemical like you know uh, when we talk about certain foods being a problem for example some people say they're allergic to nuts right often it's the mold it's the processing. Wow. Right? It's the it, how much coffee today is covered in mold. The, the way that our food is globalized in its production and movement, most of the mold actually happens in the storage. It, it develops in these you know containers. Uh, there's studies that show you that when the food left Europe, it was clean, and when it arrived in the U.S., it had mycotoxins. Mycotoxins come from mold, so it, it happens because of the the movement of the, the globalization of food. The food itself isn't making people sick. It's what the way we process it. And that's why, you know, find your local regenerative farmer, pluck it out of the ground and eat it fresh. It's possible. But
0: I don't have time. But you did have time to play Fast and Furious. Sorry, <laughs> what's the <a> video game? <laughs> Fast, you know, Fast and Furious, that's a good guess. <laughs> yeah. we'll go that. Go you did have time to play Fast Theft Auto <laughs> <laughs> for Grand four Death, hours. I think, it's, I think it's also like... Like a mindset change. Because again, yeah. when you grew up, I grew up, I went to school in Virginia, Roanoke, Virginia. Monday was Pizza Hut. Tuesday was Taco Bell. It, you got a menu and you yeah. filled out what fast food you wanted. Yeah. Okay. You eat your go in the car. You eat your <laughs> nutri bar on the go. Like- I have had to really go, like, I'm going to the farmer's market on Saturday, and this is going to take three hours. Yeah. And this is just, like, got to be my new kink. It's yeah. just got to be. Like, I'm going out to Selmar, getting these eggs that were, you know, like, going to get my butter at this place. And it, it there's something, sometimes you need to hit a, ba- a rock bottom, and I think me getting pregnant was a lot of rock bottoms. No, <laughs> kidding. Um I I mean, like once I had another thing in me, all of a sudden I was like, oh, I got to get my shit together. Yeah. You know, I wish I had done it for myself. I wish it didn't take me getting pregnant to be like, I don't want to be pounding this innocent little fetus that didn't <laughs> sign up for, you know, health problems. Like, I don't want I don't want to have the dork that's allergic to nuts. You know, I can't. You know what I mean? I can't. My kid's going to get bullied enough with the last name Cummings. Like he can't be the dork that can't have peanuts, you know, at school. And so you know it's t- it took that for me but for a lot of people it's really hard to wrap their head around like i'm going to go out of my way and buy food from a local farmer
1: yeah it or once grow it, my own food it's like any other habit starts slow right Start small and the challenge people have when they're trying to do something is they they think of the big picture like, oh, I can only buy food from a farm and I can never eat this again. Again, it's very hard to make that leap. Mm-hmm. The the way to get to that place is know that it's going to take you six months, maybe eight months. And yeah. change one thing, right? Just take the granola bars and throw them in the garbage. Yeah. Do one thing. And then tomorrow do another thing and do And what ends up happening, the thing Don't overwhelm
0: yourself. Cause also the stress and cortisol and adrenaline of trying to be perfect, that's not good for you either.
1: Yeah. And when you get used to that sense of reward, I did not eat the Doritos this week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Then you look for the next reward because you're no longer seeking pleasure. And it, 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 People fall into this almost a trap, let's call it, of seeking. Mm-hmm. And that's why you be, come out the other end with a superpower of I have a new identity. You know, I'm not trying to work out. I go to the gym. Yep. I'm, I'm a different person.
0: Yep. Right? And then it's like and this is where having an addictive personality starts to benefit you because <laughs> it's like, you know, because it's like I always try to find the positives of things that are pathologized of going like you'll start getting addicted to go to the farmer's market and being the first one there and getting yeah. the eggs before anyone else. And then now I get addicted to working out and the results that I'm getting, you know? So yeah. it's just like 28 days to make a new habit, whatever. Um, but can I ask you just a, a wild question? You're at the airport mm-hmm. and you're stranded mm-hmm. for eight hours. What are you doing?
1: So are Is, you... Because <laughs> I... <laughs>
0: i did go to this guy i think he's since passed his name was dr Bo. yeah he was a blood type diet guy in la there's been a whether some was legitimate some wasn't i don't know um he would sleep on a treadmill that was um inclined so that he was like sleeping upside down. it was like a, a nutcase. all these powders and all this shit and uh i said to him once i was like so if i'm you know, I'm type A negative, you know, Eastern, Western, Eastern European ancestry. If I'm in an airport and I'm like in a jam, what do I do? Eat a banana? And he just went, yeah. you might as well put a gun in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not designed to digest bananas. Are you insane? <laughs> I remember just being like, I give up. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Okay. So uh, I know this may come as a shock to you guys, but I am in therapy. I know. What? You, Whitney? But why? You're perfect. I know. I agree. That's the problem. I'm in therapy because, number one, sometimes, every now and then, my brain tells me some things that are not true. Sometimes it tells me I'm not perfect, which is weird. (laughs) Here's the thing. With our brains, they're wild. They can be very tricky. I See, I used to be in therapy because my life was going terribly. I was making bad choices. I only wanted to be romantically involved with unavailable people. I had a little touch of the workaholism. I was in friendships out of obligation. I had denial about past family and appropriate behavior. And therapy helped me clear all that up. And now things are going well. And I have that little voice creeping in being like, you're going to screw it up. You're not. You're going to botch this. It's not going well. It's not as going as well as you think. Okay, The paranoia is coming in. These people who care about you, they don't really care about you. And it wants me to go back to those old familiar behaviors, because even though my life is night and day better, it's not as familiar. And our brains sometimes want the toxic familiar over the sometimes uncomfortable unfamiliar, got it? So I got to talk through this with someone so I don't self sabotage, and destroy everything I've worked so hard for. And I do it with a therapist who calls me out on my stuff and who can be honest with me, Who I can go release some secrets, release some shame. She whips me into shape. My old demons go night-night, And then I can go function in the world and not post a thirst trap on my Instagram to get my ex's attention, hoping he will text me so that I could lose another two years of my life helping him with his credit score. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible. (laughs) Do they have speech therapists at this? (laughs) At BetterHelp, you guys, I have an idea for a new tentacle of your business. (laughs) It's convenient, it's flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Whitney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Whitney. If you've benefited from therapy, feel free to share your experience. (laughs) and that goes for everybody and that goes for everyone (laughs) feel free to leave comments on this youtube ad shouldn't wasn't supposed to read that (laughs) (laughs) why would they put it at the
2: end i don't know
0: (laughs) (laughs) i probably copy and paste it oh (laughs) we can leave that in
1: i think the practical advice it goes back to the thing i just said which is you see all this, like there's this guy, uh, Brian Johnson, who's spending $2 million a year to live to whatever and, you know, eats whatever. Is he
0: the one that eats his kid?
1: Yeah, getting his <laughs> kid's blood, yeah.
0: yeah. He's like sucking his kid's <laughs> yeah, blood Yeah, there. and he's
1: giving his blood to his dad, right? Yeah, sure. So now- <laughs> It doesn't feel yeah.
0: like he has a choice in the matter. Give me your blood or your grounded.
1: So the challenge in all this <laughs> stuff is people think that that's the only way it's possible, right? No, very few people, even the people that are directly under him are not doing what he's doing right? Even his best customers who are following. So there's, there's kind of three phases. There's the acute, let's fix the problem, right? Forget about being a biohacker and getting red light beds and, you know, getting oxygen therapy. Like, let's just fix your problem and get the terrain healthy, which we said earlier, right? Which means again, slowly chipping away at things. Let's figure out what's actually going on with you. That, that is your problem. The root cause, not the symptom. Let's start pulling away the root cause. And just getting the acute problem solved. I don't have migraines anymore. My skin feels good. Great. Forget about being optimal. Then you can move into this phase of become the optimal version of myself. Mm -hmm. I now feel good. I don't have the problem anymore. Nothing to complain about. And I'm on this path of reward. I'm going to start going to the gym. I'm going to start going to the farmer's market. Right. I'm going to start saying no to mom. I can't eat that food anymore. Don't that's a,
0: by the way, that's a really big one, too, is someone yeah. that's in a program for codependence. A lot of it is, you know, when you get healthy, the sick and angry emotionally in other ways, having boundaries. But yeah. I'm big on like now when I know you know, like when I, you know, stop, you know, drinking kind of anything, I I would more drink codependently. I'd be the person that would go out and just everyone else was drinking and I didn't want to be the buzzkill, you know? So I'm like, I, you know, and so now I kind of am very like, before I go out, I'll just, or before I go to someone's house, I'll just be like, Hey, just so you know, I'm just kind of on the strict diet for some inflammation stuff. I happy to bring my own food, or happy to come after dinner. I'll yep. always send a text before so that you're not insulting someone or making other people feel bad. Because a lot of times when you say like, "Oh, I'm doing this anti inflammation diet," everyone's like, "Well, why are we sitting here eating this?" Yeah, why- <laughs> what the? So it's just like you end up hurting people, triggering people, or that whatever. So
1: that's a perfect example of not only. The first phase where you don't want to try and do that in the first phase forget about it you're gonna screw up because you
0: also then they need you to state your case and then you have to defend yourself and you just kind of want to feel better and then all of a sudden the thing that's supposed to make your life better is stressing you out and alienating people
1: once you're healed and you're in this optimal phase people around you already know it they're already seeing it and now they're curious and that brings you to where you think you're supposed to be when you start, but you need to wait. To but also, get by the way,
0: what works for me might not work for you. Yeah, that's so, yeah, So that's the other thing. I'm not here to educate you. I'm just trying to figure out what does and doesn't work for me.
1: Yeah. And then you, you get to this final stage, which is where it's kind of the, the the goal, which is that identity change. And that is that biohacker anti-aging, like I'm buying equipment and putting it in my basement to stay young forever because I've been through all this other stuff. And again, that sense of reward, you keep wanting to do better and better and better. Yeah. But you don't want to do this. On, and the, the challenge is everyone that you're learning from is doing this and trying to sell you these services and all, and you people fail. right? Start at the and beginning. And then you get
0: demoralized because you yeah. tried to do sauna, cold plunge, yeah. go carnivore all in the same day. And it's like yeah. doing it incrementally. And
1: if of. you talk to this person who's here that told you, they didn't get there on day one. Mm -hmm. And the reason they do all this stuff is because they felt horrible. They needed to find some solution. And it probably took them years to get to the end. Years of trial and error this didn't work this didn't work and they find the thing that finally feels so good and then they start to talk but about but don't
0: it. you think people should take your dna test before even embarking on this journey or just so that yeah. they have a roadmap because i think a lot of people like to go okay this is what david goggins does this is what yep. jocko willick does this is what joe rogan does like i'm gonna do exactly what they do but they might be built slightly differently like you might be able to yep. eat a little more bread than joe or
1: even like the cold plunge you mentioned right so there's a video going on right now, a few videos of people saying it's the best way to lose weight. It's the best thing for your brain. It's you know, which is true for certain people. There's a gene called UCP1, which determines your sort of I mean, it
0: was that is the best way to lose weight. Okay, let's be honest. Do you even know what that is? Is that yeah, yeah, on yeah. your radar? Okay.
1: Okay, we can again another thing we can talk about for an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: I only did it twice and I puked immediately. I'm like, this is bulimia. I. Yeah, I d- you guys didn't invent this. I invented this in high school.
1: So the, literally, all that's going on with Ozempic is it's triggering a, a appetite suppressing. So, so you can do it with having a bitter. If you just drink something like a bitter melon, bitter uh, sorry, the inner kernel of a nut, for example, which is very bitter, it triggers the exact same thing that the Ozempic triggers.
0: It's like you're making yourself sick, basically.
1: You're, you're 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 signaling satiety to your body. So you're oh. yeah. So there's certain things like bitters. That your body only wants in small quantities because they often have other toxins that come along with them. So, in small quantities, they're beneficial. And in big quantities, they're harmful. So, there's triggers that tell your brain to stop. And you get signal like, don't eat. That's what Ozempic does. Right? These foods, bitter foods, do the exact same thing. Uh huh. So, just eat some bitter food. Right. It's going to do but the same
0: Ozempic thing. But is Ozempic actively no bueno? Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I
0: mean, it's like you see all these Hollywood actresses that are just like bobbleheads, and you're yeah. like, I don't know if this is good, you guys. If you're
1: again, goes back to this if you didn't deal with the acute problem mm-hmm. and you went straight to the optimization, mm-hmm. you still had the problem. You're still metabolically unhealthy. Yeah. You're still having inflammation. You're eating less in the context of bad terrain. Mm-hmm. You're not healthy. Yeah. Right. The health was step one. Then right. start doing, don't worry about the weight. Right. Worry about health first. The weight is automatic. And you're not building
0: as much muscle if you're on something like that too, from what I understand. You're losing muscle. Yeah, yeah. losing muscle. And um, something um, that's fascinating to me, and I just want to run by you, um, sorry about the tangent, is that isn't it if you walk faster, you're going to live longer and your grip strength, like moving heavy things.
1: Yeah. So walking, so 50% of your nervous system is in your legs, right? If you're signaling to your body, especially uneven, when you look at the blue zones where people live to over Mm -hmm. 100, they walk every day, all day. And they're walking an old, like, broken pavement, right. right? So it's signaling to the brain, I need youth. Your, your body will give you what you demand of it. If you sit in a chair and don't do anything, your body's like, okay, we're done with this world. Time to move on.
0: Is right? this, I don't know if I made this up, but is there one step further of, like, it's, like, signaling to your DNA you're still useful to the tribe in some way? Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah, and that youth, that mitochondrial resilience.
0: Like, we got to keep this person young. Like, they're doing shit that's yeah. important. Foraging, yeah. hunting.
1: Yeah, so lifting heavy things. Mm-hmm walking, these are super powerful signals to your brain to stay young. Uh, But like brisk walking. Brisk walking, yeah, 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 yeah. So going back to the cold plunge thing, UCP-1 determines thermal regulation. How efficiently does your body maintain its temperature and also your metabolic rate? If you have the bad version of UCP-1 and you take a cold plunge, you're actually going to store fat. Mm. Your body, again, ancestral context, still thinks that acute stress means battle somebody's trying to stab me with a sword so that acute stress of going in the cold plunge signals to that person's body i need to store fat on my Mm. abdomen to protect me from the blade
0: so you got to do this dna test first and it'll tell you if cold plunge is going to benefit you or actually make you put on weight
1: yeah that one that one of many examples of i now know the answer right and whether you have your dna great or you just go to a functional medicine doctor who who thinks root cause yeah because
0: i also it's like i'll see people and i'm sure they're just like you know playing it up and being facetious for instagram or whatever but i've seen in person too when people get in the cold lunch they're so stressed out i'm like i feel like this is canceling each other out like the adrenaline (laughs) and cortisol from doing this thing the benefits are kind of just
1: so for the right person it's one of the best things they can do for the wrong person horrible God I
0: hope I'm the wrong person <laughs> that's it I did the um uh the is the is the tantamount um benefit wise the cryo freeze the chambers
1: yeah so cryo that flash sort of freeze uh similar, but it's not as in stress inducing as the cold plunge mm-hmm. right uh typically overarching it works for almost everybody right? I don't
0: understand how anyone's balls get past that I mean <laughs> I can't, I'm sorry I just like how is this possible like I can't even oh God. Yeah. Is it is there some kind of um, that being said, is there some kind of link between um, location of ancestry in the world? Like, I mean, obviously, if you Polish people probably do better at it or whatever. A cryotherapy or just the cold plunge.
1: Oh, cold plunge. Uh, I know that's a weird thing. There's certain things that we're seeing. So, first of all, we live in a world where there's so much cross pollination. Now, there's no there aren't many ethnicities that are
0: interesting. Purely you can trace back, especially, you know,
1: West is very mixed. Right there's certain countries that are called pure bread still, right? Yeah. Uh, Like give you a funny example. So in Vietnam, so there's a gene called MC4R that determines the satiety of your palate, how much your, your, your tongue is satisfied by the food you've flavored, right? Not, not, not your stomach. Then there's a gene called FTO, which determines satisfy uh, the satisfaction of your gut. So how long does it take your gut to tell your brain that I've had enough? Right? So in Vietnam, they have typically the worst MC4R. Same thing in Thailand. They have the worst MC4R, which means that they should all be obese because they cannot stop eating. But is but, that
0: why they're, oh, it's, it's not, it's why their food is so flavorful too? Exactly.
1: Right? So what's happened is they've developed this cuisine, which is salty, soupy, crunchy. There's coconut, there's lemon, there's everything. Yeah. Right? Because that, when you go eat Thai food, that instant, oh, wow. Right? Because it has every texture and flavor profile. So they evolved in this direction because when they didn't do that, they weren't satisfied because they have that worst version of this particular gene. So context, again, is key here. If you are in the right context where you're eating Thai food as a Thai person, you're not going to gain weight. Move to the US and start to work with your colleagues and have a sandwich for lunch every day. You're probably going to become obese when the same people eating the same food didn't. Because you're now binging on the Doritos and the cookies because you can't get satisfaction and you need it. This is actually a survival mechanism where that desire for more flavor and texture forced you to get more nutrition variety. Mm. Right? So the, you came from a place where people were starving. So you developed this ability to seek variety, which gave you more nutrition.
0: And was there a time where um, there was a correlation between level of flavorfulness and level of vitamin or mineral content?
1: Yeah. So the, when you eat food today, it doesn't taste like what it used to taste like. You know, I have I have a friend that has a company called Maugard, and that builds like um he has ancestral soil. Let's say like high quality ancestral where worms are still pooping it in and cool. making like real. right? When I eat herbs out of that soil, the flavor is like wow, right? Yeah. Versus go to a store and you know something that's a greenhouse like mass produce. It's it's not what it's supposed to be.
0: Such a trip, dude. I'm gonna jump around um sure. a little bit. Fish, <laughs> can we eat it? So, fish canceled.
1: So a couple cons- so first of all, to every problem, there's a solution, right? So th- this is why I said there's two dials to turn, which is remove or supplement. Some people don't have a choice. So remove means, okay, I had the choice to not do this, I'm safe. I still have to do it, so I'm gonna add something to help myself. Mm. So take fish, an example. Um
0: just speaking of heavy metals.
1: Yeah, heavy metals and microplastics. That's the two big concerns. Mm. Microplastics now more than ever before. So, okay, I need to eat my fish. I'm going to a dinner, whatever. We're going to sushi. I don't trust the fish. You're going to take some chlorella and you're going to bind those heavy metals. Ooh. Right? Um, There's...
0: Before you eat it or after you eat it?
1: After or even during, right? Uh, Chlorella, uh, spirulina also, just take them right after you eat it. It binds the heavy metals and helps you get rid of them. Maybe not dealing with 100% of it, but you're not going to get sick. So it's, again, that question of I need to eat the fish, so now I add or just get rid of the fish. Mm. But microplastics are a little more challenging. They're not easy to get rid of. Right? And so the only real way, way to get rid of microplastics is that everything else is also gone. It's the last thing your body is going to clear. So if you haven't healed your liver, if the terrain isn't healthy, they're going to persist. Mm. Right? And again, disrupting your hormones, inflammatory in nature, they get stored in your brain tissue. They get stored in fat and your brain is fat. Right? So that's why they disrupt cognitive uh, like ability over time. That's my answer to fish is that be very clean about it. Farmed fish don't eat it. So the farmed Atlantic salmon is nonsense. It is literally one of the most toxic foods there is today.
0: But this is farmed. You know what I mean? These people just like rely on how trusting, like there's just certain words that they're able to just put farmed fish. I'm like, that's from a farm. That sounds great.
1: Yeah. Here's the major challenge with it. So even some people have said, okay, I'm not going to eat farm fish. I'm going to eat wild fish. The fish that comes to the, all, all Atlantic fish is farmed because it's, it's illegal to actually uh, catch wild fish because of extin- extinction, on, at least for the US, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you're buying Atlantic fish... extinction fishes,
0: of humans, buy fish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably both of those, yeah. So, so but the, the actual breed is called wild Atlantic. So when you go to a store and you buy a wild Atlantic, fam- it's actually farmed, but it says wild on it. And people think they're buying wild fish. the 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 word you need to find is "caught," wild caught. that uh, that simple semantic thing allows them to, and they know what they're doing. The labeling allows this to happen. But so, anyways, buy wild caught, uh, and the smaller the fish, the better, you know. And take, the
0: smaller the fish, the better.
1: Yeah, less exposure, right? Um, and take your binders, take your corella when you're eating it.
0: I let you just say that because that's such a foreign concept. But just take those binders, <laughs> take the chlorella. Like, what is? Can I ask you your supplement list? Like your day, just your full. So it, it
1: changes based okay. on what's going on. There's certain. By
0: what's going on, you mean like you know your genetic code so well, you know what you need. I'm,
1: right? Yeah. So there's foundational. Like, okay, there's foundational. I know the. There doesn't matter what I eat. I'm not getting this. And the key to that is actually minerals. So we talk about. Protein, fats, vitamins, what we don't talk about is minerals, which is probably the biggest problem when it comes to our food. Deplete of minerals doesn't exist. Food is not I I get what I eat. Food is a conduit that takes minerals from the soil and nutrients from the soil, takes it through this thing, puts it into the context where your body can actually digest it and metabolize it. That's what food is. So you're actually eating the soil, not the fruit itself or the vegetables or the plants. Same thing with that's
0: mind blowing.
1: Yeah, the soil is dead.
0: It's the food's just a delivery device yeah. for the minerals. Yeah, and since there's less minerals in our soil, we're just eating delivery devices. Yeah, that are yeah. delivering pesticides and chemicals. It's filler. It's <laughs> this all filler. It's ridiculous, right? It's yeah. all so ridiculous.
1: Same thing with an animal. They, just why would you eat a pasture chicken? Because the cooped chicken is eating garbage and stressed, and right. So it's... and
0: they put antibiotics in antibiotics yeah. and. Yeah, you know. so
1: you, the food you're eating is you eat what you eat ate. Right, when you, you eat a eat fruit, what you eat ate. Yeah. yeah, so when you eat a fruit, you're eating what that fruit ate, which means what was the soil that it was grown in. Most soil today is about mass farming. The way that we produce food to hit the masses is it's there's no minerals, and so minerals is not just you know my calcium for my bones. There's sixty plus that are really important. Even just your bones have sixty plus minerals. Forget about calcium, right? So all these micro processes that are going on require minerals and i would say that's the one thing that's made me feel the most different mm. you know the activity of my brain my body my recovery um the the less need for training i don't need to exercise as much to get the same outcome Ooh. right uh so i add minerals uh, there's a great company called beam no affiliation to oh, them yeah we love beam yeah i just think they're, code Whitney. yeah <laughs> i just think they're awesome right uh they've done it right in terms of here's an um, and when you We can go down so many rabbit holes, but a rabbit hole on on minerals is there's humic and fulvic minerals, two different sorts. They're one of the few things that when they enter your body, so minerals come along and they deliver into your cell what your cell needs. As soon as they've done that job, their polarity reverses, electric charge reverses, and they now bind all the toxins that are not supposed to be in the cell and remove them oh yeah and because you don't and your body still thinks it can rely on that but it doesn't know you don't have any minerals so it's not trying to detoxify these intercellular toxins another way it thinks that the minerals in the food are supposed to do this and so this is why it's important to bring back our ancestral habits because our body has not changed it's wired for like I said, quarter so million. So go back days. to
0: raping bitches.
1: <laughs> First you hit them on the head with a club. What was that, that was a Flintstones or can I don't we know. There
0: was a couple of the things from back then by carrying heavy things. We mean the body of a woman you're about to throw off a cliff because she's infertile. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we can cut that. It's more about the food. and uh... So yeah. So for me, so going back, you asked me a question. What do I take? So minerals daily. Uh, I take uh spirulina daily. Uh, chemotherapy and most cancer drugs are based on the pigment the blue pigment that's in spirulina they've they just synthesized it that's all it is and you could just eat it you just hmm. take it right um i vitamin c which sounds overly simplistic but it's one of the most important antioxidants
0: but isn't that hard to get in a uh don't you have to get it in a way that's not powdered or are there powdered supplements now that are potent enough
1: yeah or? you can get like a liposomal that just gets direct to so liposomal means it's so liquid liposomal just goes straight to work okay right um so yeah when it Does comes that go in the fridge to, um i don't think so no okay. it don't need to go in the fridge yeah i
0: think it's more you know what? i'm and i'm conflating i think topical vitamin c was a big bullshit trend in skincare right. for a while and right. it's like there's no way that could actually be potent with the way that it's packaged and delivered i haven't even seen that yeah yeah,
1: yeah. so but any of the commodity type like vitamin d c just go for a high quality like high high-end brand right mm-hmm. uh because the the commodity there is variability in its sort of potency, let's say right? right so um vitamin D religiously right uh, again, ten percent of human biochemistry needs this uh brown skin, you know my ancestors are in the sun, I need more um then um I'm taking so again mixing it up based on what's going on. I had chapped lips right, so uh I took something called lysine, which is an amino acid, which specifically targets that and I could have been having this problem a long way, I gone in two days. So I kind of know what each micronutrient does now. Crazy. And I'm responding to what I need. If I'm going to work hard at fasting for a given couple of weeks because I felt like I got a little pudgy, I know what I need to do to support that, right? Um, if I'm going to be training a little bit harder at the gym because I need to do like a video or something and my biceps need to stick out. So mm-hmm. <laughs> there's something I'll, I'll do around that, around recovery and intercellular recovery, supporting my mitochondria. Uh, I take something called a tocotrino. It's a unique form of vitamin E that comes from palm fruit. Uh, and it's really supportive. It's been proven to uh, reverse dementia, Alzheimer's. Wow. Well, yeah, really potent stuff. But I take it more for intracellular recovery, mitochondria. Um, I'll take uh, whole fruit. Tocatrinol. Tocatrinol, yeah, vitamin E. Uh, I take um, something called uh, whole fruit coffee extract. Uh, it's not caffeine. It's, it's, it's from the actual coffee fruit. And it's a potent upregulator of BDNF, which gives you more neuroplasticity. Oh. Yeah. So that brain just staying young and you know, having that ability to learn new skills a lot easier and being more sort of mood regulated, right? With neuroplasticity. So I take that. Um, I will sometimes take five HTP to manage serotonin, right? in the for the that, most that's
0: something my a, a gynecologist told me a while ago is like just be on 5-htp like I, I don't know if this was good advice or bad advice but or like when you're on your period especially as a yeah.
1: woman yeah so it's it's a mood regulator potent like it just keeps you sort of in, grounded in the okay. middle right um i will
0: is that something you'd want your niece to take
1: so she her particular issue was a dopamine
0: okay right so Got she it. took
1: l-theanine right so, um, But if
0: I went and, and uh, my results came back and said that my serotonin had issues, you might be like, get on the 5-HTP.
1: So first thing I would say is heal your gut. Let's do it. now. Let's, like, again, functional thinking as opposed to masking. Let's fix the system. You make, you. so first thing is actually fix your sleep. And second thing is fix your gut yeah, yep. in tandem, probably, because you make your serotonin in your second half of your sleep right. in your gut. And like 80% of it is made at that time.
0: Is it true that Chinese medicine thing that each hour of the night heals a different part of your different organ
1: so it, it's kind of here the simplest way to break it down is like this the first half of your sleep think of your sleep in two halves you actually sleep in these uh, 90 minute cycles which are actually um two one and a half hour up and down up and down uh so in the first half it's it's recovery so it's dealing with everything that happened the day before mm-hmm. so glymphatic drainage your brain is draining all toxins truly getting rid of them lymphatic drainage everything comes out Uh, glutathione, methylation, all the detox processes are happening that deal with the nonsense of the day before. The second half is preparation. So you're making your hormones. You're making your neurochemicals. You're getting ready for the next day. And that's kind of the two big halves. So the people that can't fall asleep on time have a toxic burden. The people that can't stay asleep have a mood and behavior and preparation burden. Two different problems to solve, right? Uh, Then there's people that can't deal with toxins that sleep through the night but they wake up not feeling rested. Yeah. Because they're sleeping on a memory foam mattress and breathing in off casting of those little micro bubbles, right? Or they have uh, okay. some chemicals in their air vents or whatever.
0: But they so, put on a bunch of face creams before they go to bed and yeah. just poison themselves. <laughs> yeah.
1: Shit! So the exact time where their uh-huh. body's wanting to detoxify, they're adding an additional load where they can't do the job that they were supposed to do.
0: I mean, there are cosmetics that are like detox cream. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like the shit they're allowed to put on labels is yeah. so wild
1: there's a i posted you probably saw this video if you're watching me while you go to sleep every night
0: every night
1: <laughs> there's a video i posted of uh, a congresswoman interviewing the director of the fda
2: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah. you saw that one mm-hmm. so she asked her all these questions that are mind-blowing everybody go watch that video she basically asked her is there any fda regular oversight on what toxins are allowed to be in cosmetics she said no Is there any regulatory oversight on like recalls? She said, no. She said, what about a children's product? She said, no. And it's like, no, we don't look at this stuff.
0: Baby powder was, I mean, easily, I mean, so toxic.
1: Johnson and Johnson was just sued for billions and billions, class action lawsuit because of baby powder.
0: Those babies grew up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're pissed.
1: Yeah. And so what happened? Cancer. Why? The way you get talc, which is what they make, you know, talcum baby powder out of. It grows right next to asbestos. That's how you find it in nature. So if you are a massive industrial, you know, like we need giant shovels that scoop this stuff up. You're not separating the asbestos. And this is why Ah. this claim over does baby powder cause cancer? Again, the studies will show you no, because they're going to study a perfect sample that came out of the lab versus go buy a bottle from CVS and sprinkle it onto the lab Petri dish and you're going to find asbestos. Because that's the way it's mine. It just
0: happened in Mother Nature to
1: just come up next to each
0: other. So, all right. Y'all know I just totally renovated my house. I worked my butt off to have a very cute bathroom that I can take pregnant nudes in. And you know what ruins every bathroom nudie? An ugly toothbrush in the background. Drives me nuts, okay? You buy a pretty candle, a pretty cup to put your toothbrush in, and then it sticks out like those five-hour energy shots at 7-Eleven. Why? Do all toothbrushes have to look like they were wrapped by the NASCAR guy who does the car? Like, why do they all have that neon green you can only find on a YouTuber's energy drink? Like, why does every toothbrush have to look like it was made by someone on acid who just got off work at Claire's? I don't get it. Is it so much to ask to have a gorgeous, classy toothbrush that travels with you without becoming a tiny wet market in your makeup bag? Is it? No. Used to be? no more enter quip toothbrushes and dental care look at this look at this toothbrush how is it it's downright sexy let's be honest maybe I shouldn't say that because it's great for kids too but look at this toothbrush look at how sensual that is look at just go sleek smooth design I would buy this even if it wasn't a toothbrush if it was just like an object out okay it is lightweight sleek design no wires no bulky chargers to weigh you down. Reusable handles in a range of sleek metal hues. They're not colors. They're hues. Okay. There's a difference. Skip the batteries, snap into healthy habits with a new rechargeable electric toothbrush. The charge also lasts three months. Hey, Apple, take a hint from Quip. There's also the new water flosser. This is a no freaking stop. No more flossing with hair. No more grabbing hair out of your drain and using that to floss, okay? No more the stupid little flossers, the ones that, by the way, are horrible for the environment, those plastic individual ones that also pop the first time you use them, okay? The other ones you got to wrap around your finger and then you give yourself, you know, Leprosy, like your fingers about to fall off from lack of circulation. This water flosser from Quip is a game changer. It hits all the right spots with gentle or deep clean pressure at the touch of a button. Extra wide lid that fits right under the faucet and fills up in seconds. The cordless rechargeable battery lasts up to eight weeks. It's longer than most relationships. With daily use, eight weeks, no bulky charging dock, no tangled cords. I just found out that floss has all kinds of nasty chemicals in it too. So you should switch to this for a billion. Reasons. There's also now Quip has mints and gum. Okay, new mints. You're going to be caring for your mouth inside and out. Bold mint flavor, of course, keeps your breath confidently fresh. And game changer. You're going to get a boost of vitamin D, so you don't have to gag on them pills. Just put in that gum. This gum, you know, gum prevents cavities, freshens breath when chewed for 20 minutes after eating. Don't be that guy with halitosis, Kenny. If you go to Quip, nope. If you go to Quip.com, nope. Get yeah. it. If you go to getquip.com slash Whitney right now, you're going to get 20% off any electric toothbrush, mint and gum dispenser, or water flosser. That's your 20% off electric toothbrush, mint and gum dispenser, or water flosser at getquip.com slash Whitney. Spell G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Whitney. Quip, the good habits company. I used to, before like going to the club, you would take baby powder, dude, and just put it under your yeah. armpits. Put it in your panties. Yeah. And let's go. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna sweat. And I mean, I play basketball really, like super. serious. We would just cover yep. ourselves in baby powder.
1: We did, and this is in a nutshell, is a thing. You did that because everybody believes if it's on the shelf,
0: they they wouldn't let this poisonous thing yes. be at CVS. That yeah. the, was America.
1: Yeah. So just know that it's America. And it's probably poisoned if it's on the shelf, <laughs> right? So it, the, the, you have to reverse your thinking, which is do your own diligence. Go learn, watch the videos that you're watching.
0: There's also some great apps that will, like, if you scan yeah. the barcode, will tell you if something's. tough. Yeah. I mean, most things.
1: There's yeah. an app called Yuka, Y-U-K-A. Okay. Uh, Environmental Working Group. Spend. All, you can go spend a lot of time on their website. They they actually list thousands of products. Environmental Working Group. Um, we have a government body called the Environmental Protection Agency, which just keeps approving things that are killing us. Sure, sure. So don't rely on that. Cool. Go to the private entity, which is called Environmental Working Group, and you'll find you can search most products, and it will tell you how toxic it actually is. Uh, but YuCA, Again, I've heard from a lot of people amazing information. There. And can you
0: spell that again? Y U K A. What just? Um, uh, there's one thing I uh, missed. Oh, sorry. What this future of artificial fertility?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, now that I'm carrying a child, I'm kind of for it. (laughs) Where do I invest (laughs) in growing babies in a mason jar? (laughs) Yeah,
1: this is uh, it's scary. Not well, it's it's exciting because how many women are struggling that want that answer? But
0: why are they struggling? Yeah, that's the bigger question is like, okay, fertility is down and we need to now make babies in a lab. But it's like, no, no, why? This is exactly what The Handmaid's Tale is about. Yep. This is exactly what The Handmaid's Tale is about, is that all the chemicals made women infertile, and there yep. were some that were still fertile, so they had to imprison them to be able to keep making yep. babies because pollution got so bad.
1: And it's the women and the men, right? So right. men are getting overly And estrogen. the frogs are gay now. I mean, yep.
0: what, we got to do something.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> Alex literally... Jones is livid. <laughs> He's going to blow a gasket yeah. if we don't get these <laughs> frogs straightened out.
1: So that happened with the frogs, right? They. So what's happening now with artificial fertility is there's actual womb factories in Europe, by the way. They actually,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yeah. dude, I still can't d- deal with the idea of a blood bank. That already stresses me out. That there's yeah. a building full of blood. Yeah, a womb store is really too much.
1: So, if you like the, the why's behind this, the, the why we're hearing is to help women with infertility. But if you know, so if you Google Google today right now, sperm count 2045. Google that. What you're going to see is this is coming from google and many scientific articles is not conspiracy theory te- theory territory that by 2045 sperm count is zero there's no fertility in males anymore according to the current trends does
0: it mean they'll stop cheating
1: <laughs> it doesn't mean, <laughs> it,
0: doesn't mean <laughs> it doesn't mean lower testosterone yeah, no,
1: no it, it just means shooting blanks that's and
0: guys might love this yeah <laughs> i mean there has to be a male birth control at some point
1: yeah so i think there's one in development but this mm-hmm. is it's happening so male fertility has been dropping by one percent for some time that has now jumped to 2.64 percent so it's taken a massive leap and the belief is at the one percent level that by 2045 there'll be zero fertility but at the 2.64 percent level which it actually is now it's going to happen sooner there's zero male fertility.
0: And is this a confluence of things, EMFs, microplastics, right? all, of it, all right? of it?
1: And at the same time, you have female infertility, which it's a little further ahead. Uh, one in three women now needs fertility support.
0: But it, it, is that study at age 25 or is it age 35? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. There's also, I guess, again, American culture, there's a bit of a fluctuation, like. Fertility age is not when fertility is happening or the, the effort is happening, it's happening later. Right, right, right,
0: right. It's kind of, it, That's such a tricky one for me. It's also because you know, when you're trying to get pregnant, it's stressful. Yeah. And when someone tells you you can't have a kid, you're stressed out. It's like, well, hold on. If I'm at the doctor taking a fertility test, I'm probably already stressed out, yeah. shutting my body. I mean, and I'm not saying this is none of this is true, but just to say to women that have maybe gotten that diagnosis or got some bad news about it or are having trouble conceiving. I see so many of my friends that are trying so hard to get pregnant and da, da, da and they're, you know, like scheduling sex during lunch and they're beating themselves <laughs> yeah. up and I'm not eating this and I'm not eating this. And it's like, and then they give up. Yeah. And as soon as they just like, have a glass of wine and just give up that's when it happens you know so it's kind of like i'm not saying you know or like just smoke some weed and stop thinking about (laughs) it i know i know a lot of people that have got surrogates because they thought they were never gonna be able to get pregnant and then all of a sudden they're just like whatever and then they have two kids on the way now because all of a sudden yeah so it's like i do think there's some of its mental too
1: for sure yeah all of these things and it's like you said it's all community right so all of these threats in today's reality sit here in this room the threats are like never before. Mm. The commutative total is too much. And it's hard to say, just get rid of it all. That's why it's tiny steps. to Get rid of one thing at a time. Get do- going down that reward path. I guess path.
0: my question would be, and this is a creepy study, <laughs> but is f- fertility going down in 15-year-olds? You know what I mean? Yeah. Wouldn't that be what would be the true way to measure? So it is.
1: So women, young girls are now getting their periods at seven and eight years old, right? Uh Yeah. Because of the hormone disrupting chemicals, it's not... I'm not saying every young girl. Of course, of course. But it's, it's happening. Uh, it, it unheard of, un, like, Does biology... That mean list.
0: they're fertile younger?
1: They're fertile younger. And then it's... it's so it, the entire system is disrupted. And this is why fertility then becomes an issue. So...
0: And also, by the way, sorry to bring this up. Again, not a scientist. Just there was... I know... I think this. Per- I don't remember what podcast this person was doing, and I know that if I tell you which one, you're going to decide whether the person is legitimate or not. But in the Jewish community, a lot of women that had gone through menopause after they were vaccinated started getting their periods again. Mm. There was a lot. I have a couple friends um, that look. Could it could it have been the stress from the pandemic? Sure. Could it have been a million other things? Sure. Do I know this person's lifestyle? I don't. Um, I have a couple friends that after they got the Johnson and Johnson, they had their period for like eight months, and they mm. had to go on some other medication to stop their period. Mm. But it, there's just so much at play with that.
1: Yeah. And, and so the, there is um, in the Jewish population, the very common, this is why cancer is so much of a bigger problem in that population. The, there's a methylation problem. Mm. So methylation is not just anti-inflammatory, which is what we think of it as. It's also managing gene expression. So your body's constantly responding to every input. And methylation is the efficiency by how you respond. mm so there's there's this more. i uh, sorry, I should say a lack of ability to respond respond on time. And there's the really crazy study around uh, the Jewish population, the grandchildren of Holocaust survivors, because you, you mentioned epigenetics earlier, so I'm bringing this up because
0: Hitler tried to methylate them. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah,
1: yeah, he did to a lot of them. And now the trauma of that, when you go through tra- trauma of that extreme level. Mm-hmm. It does not change your DNA. you still got that roulette of like mom and dad's alleles, like you said. But your body can be trained. Here's something so significant. It's such a priority that our genes are going to overexpress to protect our children. So you see grandchildren of Holocaust survivors today having overexpressed trauma genes, acting and behaving neurotic Mm -hmm. because of their ancestral. How could you not? Yeah, they've inherited that expression. Right. So now that the truth is there's no mental health issue, let's tone the expression down and you can heal it internally at the root cause and be at that baseline you are supposed to be. And so this is why we find certain things like cancers and certain other things are more prolific in that uh, community because of this methylation
0: And it's really hard to, once the Holocaust is introduced, to bring up any other traumas from other (laughs) ancestral, you know what I mean? Armenians, they had a, you know, still going on, whatever, but um, not to compare at all, but it really unlocked a lot for me. I love any kind of science that um, basically proves that My behavior is not my fault. Um, But I get to just like blame my ancestral drama. Um, Super helpful in fights. But coming from coal mining ancestry in Appalachia, I always had um, trouble in small spaces, loud noises like claustrophobia, stuff like that. And a lot of people that come from coal mining ancestry, you know, where you were down deep in, you know, coal mines have that kind of thing. So I think there's just like it's it's it, it. You know, I talk about I did this, you know, family constellation, which I know a lot of people. For a lot of people, they might go like that's fooey. I was the first person to go like this feels like pseudos. This feels fake. But I was desperate. I was like, you know, worked for a couple friends of mine. I'm like, even if one percent of this is helpful to me, that's going to be something. It's going to unlock something. And um, I did it. They, uh, she basically just like looks at what you carry. I'm sure, you know, it's it, it's kind of nebulous exactly how it works. But she did unlock something for me. Maybe it was just that I ended up asking a question that I never would have asked to my uncle about my, she was like, you carry guilt and shame from your great, great grandfather. Mm. Like, find out, you know, what he did. He, um, his wife would withhold love. That's the way that she punished him. And I'm like, that's what I, it's like when you read a horoscope and they, it, it's like, true, true, true. And you're like, oh, wait, I was reading the wrong <laughs> one. Like, you can kind of project on, they're vague enough to project on anything. I'm sure she could say that to anyone and yeah. it would feel profound. But then she said, "Great grandfather did something unforgivable. One of my biggest kind of irrational struggles um, for a long time was uh, the horse carriage business in New York. Mm. It just crushes me. I, I can't go uptown. I can't go past Midtown. Really? There was a time I was doing Letterman, and the, I, I if I even hear it, it just devastates me. I'm not going to be like, I'm an empath, and animals talk to me. <laughs> and yes, I grew up, you know, um, the- the best years of my life uh as a child um you know when I was able to get out of the alcoholic sort of abuse and and chaos was being around horses mm. and you know being a part of their herd, and I very much you know um learned a, all of my um most valuable wisdom I have is learning from horse wisdom and herd wisdom and um so whatever you can make that argument, but it was like devastating to me, like I remember I was with a guy and we were walking, and I saw one of the horses, and you know, I know I'm sure everyone feels the pain of them and it's just horrendous to watch and if you knew enough about horses you would know how much abuse has to happen in order for them to be that in that much of a zombie state fine i mean i had to go into whatever museum they were walking by i I mean sobbing for like days like shaking like just not nor not a normal reaction even if you're an animal person even if you're an empath yeah and she's like ask about your great grandfather whatever i ask. And I'm like, oh, probably alcoholic. Sure, I'm sure he did something unforgivable. He probably hit his wife. He died of sepsis. I come from alcoholics. Who doesn't um, in this country? And uh, I called him and I was like, what's up with this guy? You know, I'm supposed to ask you this question. This like L.A. hippie family constellation person is probably bullshit. Um he starts going on and on. And he goes, um, oh, yeah, he was an alcoholic, died of cirrhosis. Sorry, of um, right. course, got it. All right. And then he's like, um, he actually invented something that kept horse carriages from breaking open. He never patented it because our family didn't have a business acumen. Or back then it was probably hard. It was easy to steal someone's idea. But he was like kind of famous for making it so that horse carriages could actually function. Cool. Which you can also argue like everyone was in the horse carriage business back then, whatever. (laughs) But it kind of was like, unlocked this little thing of like, oh, I have this overdeveloped sense of responsibility and guilt towards this horse carriages in particular yeah and uh it was just kind of like a fascinating specific detail that whether it's true or not or whether it was just a giant coincidence or not it really helped me a lot forgive myself and be like i'm not just like this crazy childish person who's like i love my ponies (laughs) it was like there is some kind of ancestral imprinting that i carry yeah
1: yeah we're gonna i mean when we look at your results we're going to dig into that and uh, we'll know exactly how to sort of... Cats? Talk about, yeah. No, I feel nothing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel absolutely nothing. Yeah. You know, so the specificity of it just fell. Yeah, for right. sure. That's
1: that's imprinting. That's, that's what that is. So the adrenaline causes the imprint in some people based on your genetic capacity to deal with the adrenaline.
0: Yeah, because also, isn't it when um, the study of when they electrocuted mice, when they smelled cherry blossoms, the next generation of mice, when they smelled cherry blossoms, they recoiled. I mean, it's like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they, that's the epigenetic learning. So you truly, and here's the. So again, to go out into the quantum world, you can give it forward, right? You can also heal backwards. It's epigenetics. Ooh. So I don't know how deep you're familiar with quantum entanglement, but we're all connected quantumly, right? Oh God. So if you can, if you can inherit it forward, and I I only say this because I've seen clinicians do this, which is heal you and all of a sudden your mom
0: Ooh.
1: yeah all of a sudden mom's doing better Ooh. all of a sudden grandma's doing better what happened because the epigenetics got reversed and because they they experience time and space differently than we do you can actually reverse like literally uh you know remotely through epigenetics. and
0: it doesn't come from hey mom fix yourself calm down relax if i just do it
1: yeah you're connected quantumly Again, whole other topic to dive into. Uh, Again, this has been proven. Quantum, this quantum theory won the Nobel Prize last year, right, for this whole theory of quantum entanglement and how we're connected. But um, it's been proven that it it affects epigenetics, and epigenetics affects it vice versa. And this
0: is kind of just like not science at all. But I've been doing um, this like forgiveness practice recently, of just because I'm realizing I'm, you know, carrying like some resentment, and I just before I have a kid, I just want to really like clean out. Like the nooks and crannies of crystallized resentment that I just carry for I'm sure my you know brain thinks it's a way that I'm protecting myself, but it's just having the complete opposite and um and sometimes you just don't even know how much you're carrying until yeah. you see the person come up on Instagram and you're like have a negative reaction, you're like, what I'm yeah. still thinking about that thing that person said fifteen years ago at that like I gotta forgive this part like I didn't even yeah. I didn't even realize how much resentment I'm taking or how much you know, and um. And there's something weird that's been happening where I I wake up in my meditation now. I'm doing I forgive you, you forgive me, I forgive myself. This is based on George Haas. He um uh, his meta group. It's a attachment strategy class, and you do specific meditations where every month uh, you forgive a different family member and blah blah. blah. Really helpful for me and. Um, And I've been just waking up and just visualizing a person that I'm mad at or I think I am owed an apology or I don't like the way they said this or that. And I'm just like, I like really picture forgiving them and like hugging them. And I like send them love. And when I tell you two of the 10 people I haven't talked to will reach out
2: Mm.
0: and be like, hey, just checking in on you. Just yes, I'm sure you could say you're pregnant. The odds are higher. They're going to reach out. They saw it on Facebook. You know, but it's like it's wild. Mm.
1: So. Your DNA is not just a code that tells your body how to do its jobs. It's also a signaling system. So when you picture DNA, everyone knows that there's a kind of twisted ladder, right? Mm-hmm. So the point at which the rungs connect to the sidebars um, actually sends signals out. So you know when you, so there's two there's two sides of this. There's your intuition. You can somebody's walking up behind you. You know, mm-hmm. right? The mitochondria on your cell are constantly receiving signals. From everything around you, right? And, and your DNA is sending signals out. You're, one of the hallmarks of bad health is DNA damage, oxidation, cellular sort of degradation, the cells unraveling. And that's what aging is. When you get white hair, sagging skin, it's because the cells are getting more and more damaged over time. And that starts to appear outwardly. You see it. So you're in that, that's oxidation of the DNA. DNA. When you think and you truly believe, like you truly believed you wanted to help that person, the way that you connect.
0: Because there, I, I did go through the process of going like, I forgive you.
1: Yeah, you, you, you I was did like, it.
0: Nope, but I didn't mean it. Yeah. I didn't. There was like, I yeah. didn't mean it. And then I'm like, I have to really mean it.
1: Yeah. When you really mean it and you believe it, belief has to be there. Your brain doesn't know the difference between what you're thinking about and what actually happened right if it's a belief every neurochemical system everything firing as if it's real which means your dna that signaling system sends it out into the quantum verse which is the way the universe works and why do i say this because this doesn't work if you're not healthy if your dna is oxidized you can't signal you don't have the sen- the system it doesn't work so good health is paramount to being able to manifest to be able to pray to be able to connect because it's through these, the system that you actually send the signals out. We all have this sort of magnetic field around us and we can see that the healthier we are, the bigger that field grows.
0: The more you can like vibrate yeah. or like attract. Is that a fair thing to say? It, or it's
1: a, it, so the way that works now, another layer to this let's is go
0: dude. I'm all about <laughs> magic. Let's just believe in magic.
1: Yeah. So the way, why you, not? The way you attract is that. Um, so the universe is flat right? It's, a, it's this big, long shoot. So is the Earth. Yeah, <laughs> the, the way gravity works, is it's not a force like the way we believe it is. It's a mass bending space which then causes things to sort of roll towards it, right? So you have this giant sun, which is bending space, which is why the planets that are floating around it are kind of being pulled because they're, imagine a slope, right? So same thing with your thoughts, prayers, beliefs. Uh, that field you have which is again dependent on how healthy you are and how big your signals are bends that space around you and draws that thing towards you so that's the actual mechanism of how it actually happens and this is again not theory this has been proven in universities everywhere right it's just not spoken of mm-hmm. it's proven to the point where the CIA uses this as a tool
0: i mean i feel like the rich people understand it and yeah. apply it all the time yeah <laughs> you know i feel like the people that are winning apply it and understand it
1: yeah they, they do they, and the rest
0: of us are like we're fucked life our life sucks we're never going to get out of this mess i'm always going to stay poor like i guess it's just how life is
1: no if you, it's very important to be healthy at the cellular level because that's the only way you can manifest that's the only way you're, you're when you believed something the signal went out and right,
0: it, if your antenna is not healthy yeah
1: yeah that's why good health and this is why when you find somebody who goes on a journey of seeking health it's not just their health that improves. They usually, their consciousness elevates.
0: Well, this is the last thing I want to ask you. I mean, I want to ask you a billion things, but I know I can't keep you here forever. We're sitting, we're being sedentary. I'm like ruining your health. I'm sorry. Um, is placebo effect?
1: Yeah. So there's actually a gene for that. <laughs> what
0: isn't <it> there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So placebo effect does not, yeah. doesn't fit everybody.
1: So it, yeah, so full, So everybody has placebo effect, the, the, the power of belief, but there actually is a gene that determines how efficiently you ex- experience a placebo effect. And so we, I've actually spoken to pharma companies saying that your clinical trials are broken, by the way, because there's certain people in the trial that have a bad version of the gene that are just going to believe anything you tell them. Mm. They're going to actually experience and manifest that thing, whatever it is. And there's certain people...
0: And in that case, wouldn't it be more ethical if you knew that they had it to just give them a placebo dose instead of an actual dose?
1: Well, th- here's the thing, is that they will, if you tell them here's a thing that's going to lower your insulin response. And you give them placebo, their insulin response will still go down because they believe it.
0: Mm-hmm. And so why bot- give you this actual pill with a bunch of side effects
1: when oh, I can right. give you, you a know, fake one? Yeah, yeah, in terms of ongoing, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but th- this is where trials are a bit skewed because there's also the opposite. The person that has zero placebo effect, right? And it, it's very hard for them to manifest a belief. And so all of a sudden, the thing that you tell them doesn't work or the thing that you give them that works doesn't work they so hard believe that it doesn't right so it's actually a genetic trait and so we we're now trying to work with pharma companies to show them they have to structure their studies differently
0: so i was thinking about this the other day pharma yeah. is it intentional that they farm is in the name <laughs> but they did ph because when you first feel pharmaceuticals you're like oh it's from a farm yeah like did they think of that were they like no no, no this is perfect like it'll sound like natural.
1: Well, I mean, there's a reason why we now believe natural medicine is alternative. It was rebranded as that. Natural medicine was all that medicine was yeah. up until our current pharma model came to be. And all the books were rewritten. All the education was rewritten. You know, there's no nutrition training.
0: Yeah, It
1: doesn't exist. So yeah, there was a purposeful rebranding of all of that.
0: Like it's not called like synthetic pseudocles or <laughs> labraceuticals called pharmaceuticals. Yeah f would have been too obvious yeah
1: yeah speaking to the subliminal subliminal totally yeah
0: like i remember first thinking being like oh yeah good great lexapro comes from a farm (laughs) what could go wrong um you're a dream i'm so excited that i get to do this test the dna way i have so many um underlines and highlights from the book but this has been like such a game changer like um just reading this book and taking the test is i can't wait
1: can't wait to go through all the things that are broken from the inside
0: thank you and i want to do my baby the second he comes out
1: yeah that'll be that's cool because we've done a lot of young kids never done a newborn
0: really let's go yeah so
1: we're going to like instruction manual day one yeah because i
0: really i because i think that a lot of us take our children's behavior so personally yeah and to be able to just go oh no like he's having this reaction to this and i don't have to yeah this is the nanny's problem (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or just to be able to have some kind of almost like a blueprint. Yeah. To kind of understand this we'll thing it. that you love so much without yeah. make it's like, and it just drives me nuts that like sometimes the harder we try to be healthy, the worse we're being for ourselves.
1: Yeah, we'll get it right on day one. This will be the greatest baby ever.
0: You're awesome. Thank you for doing this. Pleasure. This is like such a treat for me. I hope I didn't embarrass myself too much. Um, okay, the DNA way. Uh I end these very awkwardly, everyone. Love you, don't ride elephants. Thank you. <laughs> We'll yeah. yeah.